Dusty, how's it feel that your stupid, shitty fucking football team lost the Super Bowl, you loser? <laughs> it feels fine because my stupid football team made it to the Super Bowl. So. That sucks, man. I'm a Rams yeah. fan, so suck it. <laughs> Always been. Yeah, since way back. Since way when back. They were, where they originated in St. Louis. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, no, they uh, originated in Los Angeles, bro. They're, they're Los Angeles Rams, Dusty. Yeah. Only, it's only, like a boomerang. Only... We threw them back and they came <laughs> right fucking back to us. You know what I mean? Don't, don't you remember the movie, the, the classic movie Heaven Can Wait, where uh, Warren Beatty is the, the owner slash he's the owner of the Rams and dies and comes back as the quarterback? Really? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I may be, I I may be getting the name of the movie wrong, but yeah, that's that's like a real thing. <laughs> a real For movie. some reason, that reminds me of Down to Earth with Chris Rock. Yeah. He's like, shut up before I crush you with my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's the one with uh, Kadeem Hardison, the basketball movie? Oh, is that is like it, the Sixth it? Man or some shit? No, that's what the Wayne yeah. Brothers. I don't yeah, know it's about like it. his brother. His brother died. And yeah, the like sixth his, man is the yeah. one you're thinking of where he's a ghost and he can ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm thinking of Senseless, which is the other Wayne's Brothers movie where he has like special powers. Wait, he, is, like, Senseless is the one where he does the drug trial, right? Yeah, where he's got like, where he he's like drooling and trial. He's like, <laughs> trying yeah. to mack on that girl with a fat ass and he just starts <laughs> drooling out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, yeah, the very same. Did you guys yeah. hear who's going into the? Uh, by the by the way, just to tie a ribbon on that, your team sucks, Dusty. Go fuck yourself. Um, That's right. The <laughs> they deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was rooting for them. I got I can't I can't do this. <laughs> I was uh-huh. rooting for them. But uh, <laughs> did you guys hear who they are inducting into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? Brian Daniels, uh, one right? Samoa Joe, no? Samoa oh, it's Samoa Joe. Joe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a point of contention for you. Everybody but, in that room getting injured. But you're wrong. You're so you're this this take is very funny, but it's yeah. very wrong. Listen, three people got hurt announcing that. You know what I mean? They 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 hurt their necks just just announcing it. They don't know why, but it was because Joe was involved. I love Samoa Joe. I want him to be put him in the baseball hall of fame. You know Samoa, no. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. He's he's a good wrestler. He just fucking hurts people. He's got to be a little more careful. You know what I mean? Hurt, hurt one guy. Uh, no, he hurt a lot oh, of guys. You gotta watch. You gotta go back and watch some old TNA with the six sided ring when he was doing some X division stuff. Incredible moves. Is that a hexagon? Uh, six. It's more. Where, yeah. I just I shouldn't yeah. have asked that question because I'm making us all look stupid. One, two, three, four, yeah, five, six. Yes, it is a hexagon. Is the eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I only know octagon and dodecahedron. There you go. There you go. You you need both of those, really. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I mean, come on, give me my twelve sided ring MMA. Where where's that at? (laughs) I'll see you in the dodecahedron. (laughs) No, you won't. I quit. If if any more sides than eight, I'm I'm retiring (laughs) from fighting. That's why I never made it. They only let me fight in twelve sided ring. You know. The only lady fighting my partner, the Dewey Decibel system. Dude, yeah. I'll just be in the ring going, "This is my every promo will be like, this is too many fucking sides. We didn't need this many sides in this ring. Just, yeah. just make I'll it be, a goddamn circle at this point. I'll come back as side guy Dudley. Ha! <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. There, yeah! there it is. There it is. Play the Todd music song. What else do we have to talk about before the podcast? Samoa Joe's fat and he hurts people. And then uh, 
he's, he's, he's unemployed for a reason. Um, <laughs> big news day, guys. Big, big news day. Uh, the what was it? The New York Post. They reported that Snoop Dogg grab your pearls and weed before the halftime show. I mean, I'll, I'll never get I, over that. I don't know, man. Never, never would have guessed Snoop Dogg yeah. smokes the weed. Yeah. What, I, what they should have reported is if whether or not what Snoop Dogg was smoking was truly the stickiest of the icky or if it was just pretty sticky rumor has it this stuff was mid <laughs> it was Wait, it was pretty sticky it wasn't I mean, the stickiest. For, for proper news we we need to go find jaw jaw rule where's jaw <laughs> i probably got some questions the jaw rule don't got the answers <laughs> yeah i was hoping i was i was i was i was truly floored by the 50 cent thing i loved it i marked yeah. out like, like a motherfucker what'd you say <laughs> you look like my fat ass hanging upside down listen that's a fall that's just because he was hanging it all it yeah. all like went to went to his chest that was his leg fat <laughs> that went into his body he was just filling up like violet yeah. on uh willy wonka <laughs> how long do you think he was upside down like do you think they were like can we do you think we can make it a little longer that he has to sit up there? Yeah, well, that's had him hanging if, in there like a bat while they rolled them yeah. fucking shits out on the onto the state onto the field. If Eminem, yeah. if Eminem had any say in it, he was in that thing at like two p.m. He's like, "No, Fifty, we need you up there. Like, they need to build <laughs> yeah. this whole thing around you." Uh, but <laughs> I thought it was gonna be Ice Cube, which would have been dope. But like, I don't know which yeah, one I prefer. Would have been cool. Like, yeah, Ice Cube would have been cool. But, they, but I bet they asked personally. Ice Cube, unless unless Dre and Cube have issues right yeah. now. But because. 50 cents from new york right so like well, you know eminem's from detroit so it's yeah but he's eminem he's from everywhere right. yeah but yeah. with it depends on if eminem maybe white. maybe uh, there you go that is true that is yeah. true you get you get location privilege too uh, manifest destiny of the super bowl halftime show yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were made to be here uh yeah. there i don't know if Eminem, i don't know did eminem and 50 cent ever like squash their beef are they st- I'm still there. I'm sure they're over it. They're I, fucking 50 I years think old. They did. Were they beefing? Oh yeah, dude. There's there's some there's some. I, I no, think they. I don't know. I How think that was one of the last ones that Proof was able to squash before he died. What does 50 have to beef with Eminem over? Be a- Listen, <laughs> Without- what do anybody have any? To, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sure. It's all marketing. I guess if the dude helped get you your career, you know, maybe you don't beef with him that's uh that's probably a, a good rule of thumb yeah tell that to opie and anthony though i mean we don't i'm the only one here that knows that story but <laughs> sure hope got anthony uh, hired and then anthony anthony's a racist <laughs> he got kicked well, off yeah, unless, unless eminem was out of pocket saying <laughs> wild stuff. Now, now isn't isn't the opie and anthony show just like jim norton and sam roberts now it's jim norton and sam roberts now they're the only two motherfuckers left and those guys are still good on the radio they're not as good as Obi and a were but uh I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of stuff uh, about the Super Bowl where people are like, I am flabbergasted that they lip synced at the Super Bowl. No, like, yeah, of course they did. I'm flabbergasted. Bro, that audio makes me trash. Yeah, you like, think you think Snoop Dogg remembers those words? He was high. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I I always like every time, and I'm stupid for this. Of course they lip synced it. They piped it in because I was like, man, he's really good at replacing all the curse words uh, with other words that make sense for this song. And then I'm like, oh, of course, because they played like an audio track over the top of it. That's that's the one that I wasn't sure they were lip syncing. I believe people. Yeah. Um, I'm usually pretty good at spotting lip syncing. I felt like I felt like uh, 
Snoop at least sounded live. I felt like Eminem kind of sounded like like looked like he was lip syncing a little bit. They're saying Eminem yeah. and Fifty Cent were lip syncing. I don't think Mary J. Blige I think it was, was more of like one of those I... like dubs that the background dub for for like the audience, but like the the mic was still live and hot. Oh, okay. Because I yeah, it seems like maybe maybe Fifty Cent Fifty Cent even like. Sometimes they sound too shitty for you to be like, yeah, they were they were lip syncing. Like, I'm not saying 50 Cent was shitty. I'm just saying, like, I feel like right. if he was lip syncing, it would have been cleaner. Like Eminem's almost sounded like the record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 50 Cent sounded like he probably rec- if if he if it was a lip sync, he recorded it upside down, which is yeah. <laughs> fucking cool. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Like that. Yeah. Like that video, like that uh, old bit that Penn and Teller did, where they were up, where they're upside down the whole time, oh, and, yeah. uh, and they're live. Yeah. I watched that shit on YouTube a, a couple weeks ago. That shit blows my mind. Still, it's crazy. that shit's hilarious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like I enjoyed it because I remember a couple years ago they they tried to come at the Red Hot Chili Peppers too, and they were like, "Oh, they aren't really playing." Because like, dude, it's a stadium full of eighty thousand people. No one would be able to hear you. They won't let them because they 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 fuck up so many things. Can so the vocals are usually live. The like, vocals and the drums are live. Yeah, but I don't even yeah. know if the drums are mic'd. Like, right? They're playing and they're playing the guitar, but the guitar's not plugged in. Like that. That's yeah. the thing about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's where they <laughs> fucked up. They didn't even fake it. They didn't even yeah. put anything in the plugs. <laughs> yeah. The, Do the uh, they did the fucking uh from from that one video that with the dude how he had all the girls playing all the instruments but they were just literally just standing there with their hand on the neck of the guitar just doing this oh yeah. that's basically like what Corey feldman does on stage right now yeah he has his well, angels on stage pretending to play you mean, instruments. You mean dj skrillex yeah well they do kind of look familiar that's, that's a good <laughs> good point the, <laughs> never yeah, seen them I'm in the like, same place just saying one you're not paying for the to see the super bowl halftime show it's free entertainment (laughs) and so i don't know why you're gonna come at their neck and then all you got to do is watch old footage i think there's a it's a show from england called the old gray whistle test or something like that it's a music show i don't know why it had that name but nobody played live on that thing all the instruments were fake (laughs) and they would just play to the karaoke track essentially and oh yeah back in the day that happened a lot especially especially in recordings like um because it's really hard to record live audio uh yeah. that's why that's why it's pretty special that we have like certain beatles recordings but like if you watch old things of like the beach boys on ed sullivan or some shit they're just lip syncing to don't worry baby and looking cool in their khakis you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and having an old white lady play the bass on all those <laughs> recordings did they really or are you just well, saying that no when the beach boys so i, I don't know how we're on this whatever Is brian wilson's uh, mom we can go well, back to your we can go back to your shitty football team losing if you yeah. want to. When Brian Wilson had his nervous breakdown and wouldn't go tour with the Beach Boys anymore, you know, they would send Mike Love and the rest of them to go tour the songs and then Brian Wilson would write the new music at home and he would record it with studio musicians and there's an older uh, lady who played bass on like a ton of those records and she played she plays the bass on Good Vibrations like the actual recording of it. And then they would come, the Beach Boys would come back off tour. They'd teach them the new songs and then they'd go out and tour them again. Yeah. But like the actual studio recording was, wasn't done by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Was, I knew that. I just didn't know it was an old white lady. That's dope. Yeah. It was an old lady. I, listen, I, she was probably like 38. She's, yeah. she's 75 in my head. 
and well, yeah, she's old. Uh, she is old now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm then. talking about at the time though. I'm talking. Yeah. She's dead now. Like she was yeah. way old back then. Like yeah. they just walked her in. They were like holding her hand and walked her in. She's like, yeah, the... <laughs> "What are we and playing she... today, sweetie?" And then she's like, dum, 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 dum. "You know what yeah. I mean?" It's just this. Uh, well, but think about think about the baseline for good vibrations. That thing, that thing, fucking rules. And uh, she's the la- she's the lady that played it. And it's probably Beulah. Speaking of Beulah, no Carol K K A Y E. That's Carol who it was. K, huh? Yep, she's the one. Last but... name Baskin. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that's that that's how she got, got the money for them tigers. <laughs> that's how that... she got the money for the refuge. That bitch. i will never financially recover from this and i'll steal your transition speaking of people who never financially recovered ecw theme song Marks, everybody. We are a wrestling retrospective podcast from the Central Valley of California. I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. We've got a special guest this week, our buddy Brandon. Say what's up, Brandon. What's up, Brandon? All right. Yeah, I, I was going to, if you went one second longer, I was just going to get going. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we are, uh, we have, we have Brandon in today because we're talking about something near and dear to his heart. We're talking about ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, if I am correct. And, uh, but, but, but first, uh, follow us on, twitter where snark marks pod where snark marks pod on instagram we are uh we're on facebook but uh brandon is on uh twitter and instagram at jesus christ gaming j-e-e-z-u-s-k-r-y-s-t-e gaming uh follow him there uh, I, I believe i spelled that right you can put it in slow motion if you'd like um, we also have a YouTube channel, and so does Brandon. Uh, we'll 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 retweet Brandon. You can see him on our thing, and you can you can go ahead and follow him. Um, Slow motion for me. Go back uh, and watch. Oh man, freak leak Tanisha. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the different different words, but different songs, but same era. Uh, yeah. So uh, we go back and listen to our like first episode. We give you a little primer on everything. Go back and listen to our booking shows, which are my favorite personally. We did the deep dive on 1997. We did a deep dive on Vince Russo. We got a lot of shit now. We have a pretty special episode today. This is the beginning of our The Best You Got series, where Dusty had a great idea, where we are going through what Dusty considers and or the consensus is the best pay-per-view in each organization's history. Um, And we are beginning with ECW and their Heat Wave 1998 show. Dusty, why'd you pick this show? Um, because this is probably the show that converted me to a fan of ECW. Um, because, uh, as Brandon can attest, part of the reason he's on this episode is in the nineties, you didn't really have 
access to independent wrestling unless you lived in the area where the independent wrestling was like yeah uh, wwf wcw those are both mainstream they're on major television networks but i first became aware of ecw from reading wrestling magazines at the grocery store and it sounded wild like all the pictures from the events and all the different wrestlers there it was like uh it seemed like it was from another planet and then i met a kid that i went to middle school with and he had ecw pay-per-views that they had recorded because before ecw got on national tv they somehow were still popular enough to to run pay-per-views we watched the first pay-per-view for our 97 retrospective the barely legal pay-per-view but uh that one was good but the first one i ever saw was november to remember 1997 that is a terrible pay-per-view show and i remember Brandon, do you agree that it was terrible uh so fun fact i didn't actually get to watch a lot of the pay-per-views because i was extremely poor uh during these days hey dusty too yeah, he did. He just yeah. didn't know the Gilbert. He didn't know the yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. Farmers different schools. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, going back and watching some of the matches uh, from the syndicated show that they would show and stuff like that, and then when I did kind of see some, what is this? Twenty years later now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was that. It was probably one of the worst. <laughs> okay, okay. So it a lot of it was hit or a lot of it was hit or miss. Uh, and so it was like you'd have some really good matches, but you'd have a lot of uh garbage things and you have to remember up until this point i've really only watched wwf and wcw wrestling which also has a lot of ups and downs but like the presentation is a lot more sleek than ecw is providing so i was watching it going like this is what the hype is this is what everybody's so stoked about and then i remember watching heat wave 98 because my the guy that i borrowed the tapes from was like this pay-per-view is off the hook like this is the one and i remember taking it and watching it and uh, we'll get to it in the rundown but as soon as i saw the finish to the very first match on this show i was like oh this might be the best wrestling i've ever seen in my entire life and uh from then i was hooked and so i've done some research this is generally considered the best of the pay-per-view offerings that ecw had um, okay. Because yeah. a lot of the best storylines and the best wrestling, like you got to remember at certain points, they've, they had Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, all come through ECW, but that was before they had pay-per-view. And so you would just get little snippets of those matches. If you could even find ECW to watch where you lived, which uh, is a tale in its own right. Uh which um, me and Brandon can get into later. This is, this is, I feel like ECW is like, you remember Paul McCartney talking about when he heard that some guy heard and learned a new chord, like one town over, they'd all get on the bus with their guitars to go learn the new chord. Yeah. And Mike be knows. Like, oh, dude, Mike has fucking heat wave 98. Yeah. I heard well, the Sandman's bleeding before the match even starts. Yeah. I, I remember there used to be <laughs> pro wrestling illustrated was like the big wrestling magazine that was like independent of the WWF or WCW magazines covered everything. And they would do a triple review of the big shows like in the spring. So it was like WCW show, WWF show and ECW show. And at living dangerously 1998 spike Dudley and new Jack jumped off of a balcony onto the Dudley boys through a table 
And people were like, that's it. That's as crazy as wrestling can ever get. The, the, what an insane thing. And I'm reading it because I, I don't ever get to see any of this stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that sounds insane. <laughs> Led, uh, but it was like lore, really, because you could occasionally, if, if all the satellites lined up right and you were awake and you hadn't fallen asleep during an episode of whatever show was on at 1 a.m., you could it catch an infomercial for Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, you could you could possibly catch ECW, but it's at like 1 a.m. and you don't know which show you're getting. You don't know what matches you're getting. Sometimes we would get uh, a show for a pay-per-view, like promoting a pay-per-view that had already happened. It was just whatever you could get is what you got. And did, did you ever catch any of that stuff, Brandon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was it was crazy because around here and it was never on like a real channel it was always on like the pirate tv channels so like the young kids don't know about this uh with antenna tv you'd have like your your channel 26 24 and whatnot uh there would just be like random stations that would just start broadcasting at like one o'clock in the morning they would broadcast random weird shows and like porno infomercials and stuff yeah. uh, from like one to three a.m and in that block would be an hour to cut out for ECW. Um, and it was never the same channel. So you just have to be flipping channels between 1 and 3 a.m. And on a Saturday night. And hopefully you, you caught the ECW show. It was the most janky thing ever. But like when you when you caught it, it was like catching lightning in a bottle. It was just like the greatest thing ever. It made it even like way cooler. Yeah, that's a, the old people, exactly. the, the young people in this listening to us. If you were born 2000 or later, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we grew up in the wild west of trying to find media online. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on, on TV, because we had, you know, nine channels if we were lucky, if we didn't have uh, cable, which I never had cable when I was younger. And uh, we actually stole cable when I was a kid. Uh, when yeah. I was like really young, we stole cable. But statute of limitations is up, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it was my dad anyway. They could take his ass to jail. That's fine. Uh, so, yeah. So I never. I think I might have seen because this a lot of this stuff looks familiar. I might have seen an ECW commercial or promo or something like that at some point. Um, but I definitely never watched it before we watched Barely Legal ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, which was a, a dope show. So, yeah. uh, this ECW Heat Wave ninety eight. Uh, brings us to what is it dayton ohio yeah we are uh live august the 2nd 1998 in dayton ohio at the Hera arena which is full of 4400 what i have to imagine are just dudes i don't see any any ladies that is a, actually that's a really good point yeah. in in the open to the left of the ring sitting <laughs> ringside there was Two lovely ladies that look like they were probably mid forties. Yeah, they so, were probably there for just incredible. There was at least two. So <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's well, that's that is that's the exception that proves the rule. the The sausage fest that was the oh, yeah. uh, the crowd here was palpable, and so there was a guy in the front row. I'm sure you guys saw the the big dude, uh, hard camera side front row, right at the beginning of the show because the show starts with the ECW chant. He's got the biggest dip in I've ever seen in my life. And it's so big that he's struggling to chant. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah he finally gets rid of it and you can tell he's like dealing with it like he's still trying to like get the stuff out of his teeth and stuff the whole time and dude that guy was like any woman that got anywhere near him he was grabbing his crotch and simulating yeah. things and like yelling some terrible things that the, he he like oh, committed was, sexual harassment he, was it he, the dude with the black shirt tucked into his jeans and you he was a big old boy like he was a yeah, big probably guy like yeah six yeah. four six five yeah yeah in the first match he goes he, he does a nice dx crotch chop to uh nicole bass they were giving nicole bass the business in that front <laughs> yeah, row they were by the way nicole bass <laughs> Dusty, there's this is yes. this is the third person in this show. So who looks more like the bad guy from George George in the Jungle? <laughs> is, it, is it uh is it Lex Luger? Is it uh Carrie Von Eric or is it Nicole Bass? <laughs> Which one looks more like Thomas Hayden Church? I need to know. You know because it's as soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, my God, I've been saying everybody looks like Thomas Hayden Church. Nicole Bass <laughs> looks the most yeah. <laughs> like Thomas Hayden Church. That is my uh, best line is from Joey Styles. He, he says, Nicole Bass. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should call her China. Uh, they should call her Russia because she's so much bigger than China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, so we we <laughs> open the show and uh, in true ECW fashion. Joey Styles is starting in the ring. They start every ECW pay-per-view this way. And he announces uh, the Heat Wave 98. They're here in Dayton. And he introduces uh, Shane Douglas, who is not wrestling tonight because he is injured. He's the ECW champion. He comes out with Francine, uh, who is wearing, uh, what is it, a, a legal amount of clothes to wear in public? But, like, pretty much just barely and she had so much tanner on her she it looked yes. like blackface it was almost the where we we would have needed to get rid of her on tv because like i look i had to look her up to make sure she was a white lady but yeah. i went i think that's a white lady but yeah. <laughs> and, and she was just it, it was that was it was you know is the times yeah as, <laughs> as yeah. they as they were the times was she were her and shane actually together no, apparently they had a uh, big time beef with each other at this point. They can't mostly... believe you wouldn't like Shane Douglas. I just can't believe it. <laughs> I, well, I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Shane Douglas is dressed as as 1998. Like yeah. He just is the embodiment of 1998. He really is. His franchise shirt, jean shorts, and a leather beret, which is a that's a brave move, my guy. What are you, uh, Samuel oh, L. Jackson? Yeah, he's got a well. I think ECW's not paying that well. I think it's a knockoff Kangle, if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a a, a Langock. Yeah, unless he's unless he saved a little bit of that WWF money he got for a bit. Uh, hopefully, Was he didn't blow it on the Kangle. Yes, this is after his brief foray into the WWF as Dean Douglas. They called him Dean Douglas. Yeah. Because he was a school teacher, a shoot, in a shoot, he was also a school teacher. So he came in and he was like giving the wrestlers grades, and uh, he was a heel. But he pissed off the wrong guys. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, One Two Three Kid all hated him and said that he was the shits, and so they wouldn't help him or put him over. And then he eventually went back to ECW because he's he was there, and then he left. Listen, he eventually yeah. got that flare match. 
<laughs> he really did. And uh, so lucky that I actually didn't order this pay-per-view in 1998 because Shane Douglas starts this pay-per-view. Just in case you were wondering, what makes ECW different than WWF or WCW? Uh, he just goes, cut my fucking music. Yeah. And he just straight up, uh, he cuts a promo talking about how excited he is for the Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow rematch. Yeah, because Bam Bam Bigelow said that he's going to put Taz's ass through the goddamn concrete floor. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. ECW, 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 ECW. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Francine shoves her boobs into Joey Styles' face, and we're off that, to the start. That is after. That was one of the greatest jokes ever, though. <laughs> that is after. Well, <laughs> that is after the show. Your tits, champ. Now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's just the best. It's just. It's just the greatest. It's the greatest crowd in the history of pro wrestling. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> who's gonna come up with show your tits you know what i mean oh man definitely not wwf fans at the time she she almost did and she wasn't even meaning to so yeah what did she Uh, say something about like i paid six thousand for these i can't remember what the line was oh yeah yeah, so so joey styles said my suit is double-breasted much like francine and she grabbed the mic and said yeah but did that suit cost six thousand dollars like these and she shoved his face so in, her, in her boobs. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so I was excited the, when I found that video, by the way. The, the show opens uh, with the highlights and the ECW song. Uh, and they're just showing you the greatest hits from 1998. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow straight up throwing Spike Dudley into the crowd. Uh, New Jack diving off of the balcony. Just stuff you would never see anywhere else. So it's like if they this had is some ninety seven stuff. Too. Oh yeah, the just the best of you know. Yeah, and it, so again, it was intense. <laughs> if this is your first ECW show, you're like, oh okay, so this is this looks like a riot essentially compared to like because in WWF at this time you can't even have they they barely have blood, like they've barely lifted the ban on blood at this point. And uh, yeah. I, I think a lot of that has to do with Vince Russo and Shane McMahon watching ECW. Vince, <laughs> well, one's the, one's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. And the other's the yes. best booker in the world. So yes. there, there was, was a, clearly there was a tournament for one. Yeah. There's <laughs> best I mean, booker. Best uh, booker. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our first match is just incredible who comes out with his entourage of the worst human beings in the world Listen, uh get off nicole bass's ass bro she was she was incredible uh, <laughs> jason the sexiest man alive uh chastity and nicole bass joey styles calls jason euro trash i love uh, the lo- i love the word euro trash man uh and I, yeah. I wonder if there was a tournament for sexiest man alive that's, that's i mean it. there definitely was and okay. he clearly won yeah i, mean, I believe him you can't go around calling yourself the sexiest man alive if you're if you haven't won the tournament. That's true. That's illegal. That is true. I mean, that's how they got Capone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if that's how they got Capone. <laughs> he, he, t- he does all that. He tells one person he's the sexiest man alive, and the cops are there in three minutes. <laughs> yeah. He did fucking jackpot. We got him, boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, him. we got him. Uh, uh, and it is just incredible taking on Jerry Lynn. 
and just incredible wins this match in 14 minutes and 36 seconds uh <laughs> after what i thought was the most spectacular move i've ever seen a goddamn power driver <laughs> off the second rope fucking oh, tombstone man. off the second rope scariest yeah. thing i've ever seen in my life to this point yeah i, like, I, I couldn't believe it it they also like this is this you see this ECW knows you, you got to play the hits at the beginning. They get the chairs, yeah. the tables out. People go through the tables. Their table budget just had to have been half of their budget. Like they were paying, <laughs> they were paying the Dudley Boys, yeah. and the table guy. They, like the they went, they just went to a Pentecostal church on a potluck day, dude. And just stole those. Tables. That's what those are. Those shitty yeah. particle board tables. There's a Pentecostal yeah. church that just keeps having to buy tables, and they don't know why. Yeah, like what the keeps Tommy happening. Dreamer and the Dudley Boys just roll up with the van. Yeah, and just like hey, and man, a casserole. These tables. Yeah, they've got a. They've got a. Uh, what a Frito pie. Yeah, casserole. Weird ass. Like that's. I mean, that's the backstage catering. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match. Like Jerry yeah. Lynn is uh, and just incredible. This is another thing about ECW, which is they had the syndicated show if you could find it. But a lot of the things you just kind of had to take their word for, because this is apparently the, the last match in the best of seven series between the two guys. No idea if that's true. But you just <laughs> like, all right, man, I guess it's it's true. You, yeah, during during all the I, during the the syndicated TV shit series, they they had they had most of the matches were just TV matches, yeah. but this was a big one. So, yeah, and you can't you can't say it unless it's true. That's it's, it's illegal. Exactly. Right. Once again, that's how they got Babyface Nelson. He said he had yeah. a best of seven with a win <laughs> in Colorado. Uh, Jerry Lynn, uh, like Andrew said, busts out a top rope. Hurricane Rana threw a table on the floor. Uh, oh, what's, what what's, our, what's the announcer's name? Joey Styles. Joey Styles. Hey, say Hurricane Rana. <laughs> I don't need you to say Hurricane Rana. Like, bro, yeah. say Hurricane Rana. Because wait till the Taz match. I know, yeah, he, dude. He, he's tr- he's <laughs> because he's to, like, he, he went with a top rope Hurricane Rana. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Trying yeah. to be true to the culture, dude. Ain't got that much style, that, Joey. <laughs> that was also Joey Styles' first oh my god spot. Yeah. It's a good um, oh my god, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought these two, these two had a lot of good chemistry. Of course, some of the stuff about ECW falls through uh, later, like whenever you look at it again because like anything goes in these matches but then like a rope break exists like there's a part where justin's gonna lose the match and chastity puts his foot on the rope and they're like well we have to respect the rope break but oh, yeah. if you got if you got a nail gun you could just pretty much use that if you want i also love how they like they'll distract the referee like the the not nicole bass woman what's her name yes. chastity chastity, chastity. She's distracting the ring, the referee on the hard camera side, and uh, the, the 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 sexy guy gives Jason. the chair through, and and yeah. they, so they go and kick the chair, and then the referee turns around. She's like, "Oh man, they got away with it. The the ref didn't know." So then they set the chair up on the canvas, and they slam the guy on top of it. And then the ref's like, "Hey, you where did that come chair. from?" Yeah, and they didn't do shit about it. But uh, also, there was a low blow on Nicole Bass. Yep, right um, in the nuts. Yeah, and who was it? That, was it Shane Douglas that said that? 
No, it's Joey Styles. It was Joey Styles. Right yeah. in the nuts. <laughs> and then he goes, "Don't you try to yeah, tell me I different." <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then Chastity at one point got tombstoned because you know because this is uh, this is ECW, and yeah. uh, oh man, I lost my video. Damn, I was gonna uh, play it again. Uh, what Jason happened? Got, Jason got tiger bombed, and it looked like he might have actually got fucked up off that tiger bomb because uh, he he's like holding his neck. And uh, he was either selling really well, or he or he had a concussion. I don't know. Either either one is either one is possibly true. It, 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 they're both equally possible, definitely. So yeah, so it's uh, Jerry Lynn has to take out the entourage, and then he sets up Credible on the top rope to try to give him another Huda Kanrana. Huda Kanrana. Uh, and Credible <laughs> Yoshimitsu. Hits with, <laughs> uh, Credible hits him with a low blow. And as they're falling into position for the top rope, for the second rope tombstone, I remember the first time I watched this show, I was like, there's no way that they're going to do a sec- Like, because a tombstone, like a tombstone in WWE, like that's an injury angle. You could just, if you put a chair under a guy's head, that guy's dead. And yeah. you're going to do it off the second rope. And he, and they nailed it. It looked great. It did uh, look good. It did look good. And he wasn't too low. No. And he, <laughs> He definitely, and then he sold it really well. So Credible uh, gets the win. It's a hot match to start, and the heel goes over because they clearly have plans for just incredible in the future. I hate this his was name. pre-impact players, right, Dusty? Yes, this is pre the the impact players teaming up, yeah. uh, which would be Lance Storm and Just Incredible in 1999. They they even put the two of them together. Great and, faction. Yeah. Uh, that got three and a quarter stars from Dave Meltzer. So, hey, way to go, uh, Dave. Yeah, good work, yeah, you Dave. Didn't, you didn't fuck this that one quarter up. Quarter star came from the eat potatoes at Hardy's sign. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. There are some good signs. Uh, oh, yeah. The crowd is just insane. Hot crowd. Yeah, it is. It, they're, they're just maniacs. Like, I don't, you know how much hepatitis was rabid in Dayton, for- Ohio? <laughs> They're rabid for blood, dude. Like no matter, yeah, no matter they really what. are. It's a whole They're, crowd of the that UFC just bleed guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really like, is. I know we've said it before, but like if Paul E had went out and cut one of his promos on this crowd, oh, they could have stormed the capital of, of Ohio. Oh yeah, Polly Polly would be the de- the despot mayor of that entire town. A hundred percent. What are they gonna do? Arrest all of us? <laughs> yeah. They got the sandman <laughs> as the as the secretary of that's the, all the you treasury. need is the sandman yeah uh, fucking tommy del- dreamer is gonna be the the treasurer there you <laughs> go <laughs> the uh in fact he was actually the treasurer of ecw there you go <laughs> tommy dreamer was the, there you go that's yeah. perfect then. uh and he designed like 90 percent of the merch too that's crazy yeah good for you Tommy taz, dreamer and taz drew it very artistic guy the taz doesn't let that side out enough you know i heard he i heard he knits yeah it's, yeah it's a whole he knit the towel that he wore during the promo actually so connoisseur of oreos yeah he makes he, make, he makes his own brand of uh lip glosses called razzmatazz <laughs> well that's it podcast Razzmat- is over razzmatazz because his yeah. name's taz by the watch way he <laughs> watch he wait 98 go fuck yourself yeah. uh by the way i we, we, i know we're gonna talk about him later i like taz better without the goatee stamping it but we, we can get there later. Um, okay. So uh, 
why dusty and brandon <laughs> yeah why is chris candido trying to be rick steiner why is he doing it oh <laughs> because a few months earlier he got hit with rolling thunder from rvd and sabu and it clean took his ear off and he had plastic surgery to have it reattached so the the headgear is to protect the surgically reattached ear. Yeah, okay. That happens. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Tail as old as time. But so yeah. is so he he calls himself what does he call himself? He doesn't need gimmicks, gimmick free no, or something. No gimmick needed. No gimmicks. No, no, no gimmicks, gimmicks needed. needed, yeah. Um no gimmicks is having no gimmicks is having a gimmick, but I'll give it to him. You know what I mean? Sure. God, God rest his soul. He's not here to defend himself. Yeah. But he also ran in a circle. Yeah. And he also got down like a dog in the middle yeah. of the ring. You don't do that also, with the goat's gimmick, bro. <laughs> he also did the Ric Flair strut outside the ring. He did on his do way that. In too. He did yeah. do that. So he's every gimmick. <laughs> That's the gimmick. Is he? He's yeah. like, uh, he's like a shapeshifter. You know what I mean? He's a Wendigo. He yeah, he does he's it like, all. But he's he like Siler from uh, Heroes. Yeah, he's he's morphed I, I from from the X Men. You don't get that one. He uh, he it's it's Zachary Quinto. What's his name from yeah. uh, Spock, oh, Spock from the new set? He he absorbed everybody else's anyway. Um, oh, he, so he's Cartman. <laughs> he's Cartman. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck Cartman. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. And and and, and fuck Chris Candido. You can't be Rick Steiner. But anyway, um, uh, as you can tell, our next hey, match. Man is uh my friend on twitter lance storm uh taking on chris candido uh he can be serious for just one moment just one just one second uh this is a former partners situation lance storm was temporarily in the triple threat with chris candido and shane douglas uh storm and candido had been the ecw tag team champions and then the storyline was uh twofold one that lance had uh eyes on tammy and was trying to make a move uh which would be impossible because she would never uh disrespect chris candido that way Uh, oh i also heard she didn't she didn't like dating wrestlers right yeah she's uh she had a strict no fornicating with wrestlers policy yeah Yeah. if only lance storm had been the showstopper or the main event uh or <laughs> any of those that smile back possibly or lost the, his smile or yeah, yeah. Or, the, or the yeah the smileless ass <laughs> yeah uh and then the other part of it is uh chris candido and storm lose the tag titles to van damme and sabu in which candido's ear is ripped clean off his head and they just uh do some face-off surgery or some shit on it and reattach it so uh because they're not saying like a small piece of his ear. They seem to be intimating whole ear. That his whole Clean ear off. just ripped off uh, yeah. from a leg drop. So from the rolling thunder, which we'll <laughs> see later in the show. Yeah. Which doesn't look like a lose your ear. No. Maybe a lose your tip of your dick. Maybe. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So which man I'd wear headgear too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Candido comes out with headgear, and Tammy is his uh, unofficial surprise as a uh, ring announcer and as his manager. She comes out, and they're playing 
a shitty knockoff version of Highway to Hell for Candido to the ring, even though his real entrance music was Back in Black by ACDC. So they got the songs mixed up, uh, which is fine. The hardest part of all of these ECW shows is a lot of the energy comes from the fact that they just Polly didn't care and would just use real music as the theme songs yeah. and just not pay any uh, the, he's not paying royalties on shit. Yeah, there were a lot of knockoff songs as the walkout songs today in this yeah. one. Yeah, the the show theme song is uh Hey Man Nice Shot. <laughs> yeah. And the like he just didn't care and they never got busted for it and it was on like home video releases and it was on the weekly television shows. I don't know. They were just small Wild enough. Wild West, baby. Yeah, they were just small enough to never get busted for it. So uh, Candido wins this match in 11 minutes after a powerbomb off the goddamn top rope. Yeah. Uh, once again, proving that like the powerbomb is a move that will straight up kill a man in WWE or WCW. And in ECW, they're like, why not off the top rope? Who cares? We'll yeah. just do it. They, but I mean, it's not a power bomb though, Dust. It's the blonde bombshell. That's so. true. That's my yeah, you fault. Fucking idiot. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, so, guys. Uh, according to Lance Storm on Twitter, speaking to Dusty. Yeah, my good friend yeah. Lance Storm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dusty got some inside dope because of his close relationship with Lance yeah. Storm. Uh, Lance Storm hit his head pretty good in the finish of this match. <laughs> yeah, I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that doesn't, yeah, look, that doesn't look fun." <laughs> so it was one of those. It was one of those things where uh, you, like, a lot of times when people hit their head, you don't, you don't see it or hear it because it's not like their head. Their head barely touches the ground, so it almost looks like it didn't even touch the ground. So like, yeah. it was like a quick thing, but he hits. He doesn't hit with a flat back. He hits like just above his tailbone first. And it whips his head into the canvas. Yeah. And he's like, you can tell he's laying on the ground like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I need to go to a different organization. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie better pay me tonight for this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always heard I the miss worst Canada. Thing, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen oh, on the bump is that you uh, is that you take it in stages, they call it. Like, because, you know, you want to land completely flat. Oh, so it's and all that, like it's like spread out almost. Yeah, but if instead of it being like thump, it, he went like the thump, yeah. and that's that's so much worse. It's so bad. It's so uh, bad. But this match also very good. I like. Yeah. This this was the part of ECW that, in retrospect, doesn't really get as much credit as it deserves because, uh, the first two matches feature guys who are really good wrestlers even at this point just incredible is pretty good um but yeah. candido and storm look like legitimate athletes lance storm has a crazy vertical leap like his he jumping straight from the from the mat to the top rope is uh crazy and candido's built like uh, an old boss Fucking of mine would tank. say yeah <laughs> a brick shit house what an old boss of mine would say uh, he found Chris the candido. steroid jar and ate all of them yeah that is true. He no, he's but he still looks like the uh, Sean Astin's character in Fifty First Dates. Squeeze <laughs> <laughs> my pecs, guys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Chris Candido to me. It, it, it'll never be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great wrestler though, uh, and this uh, was a this was a good match. This was a good match. I thought you might enjoy uh, Andrew. The Candido gets out the powder to throw it in Storm's face. 
but <laughs> right back in his own face it's classic comedy and then, and then because he panics this is how i see it it yeah. happens to him he gets it back in his face fucking the, the the swerve and then he panics and thinks oh i'm so vulnerable right now i'm just gonna start punching air yeah. <laughs> and he fucking decks the referee which again is so that tammy can come in and interfere but there are no rules so like you don't the ref bump yeah. is unnecessary uh to the match and then he accidentally it at least looked like to me he goes to accidentally roll he rolls up the referee on accident uh with a schoolboy and the referee is hat the referee has tammy's dress and pulls the dress and yeah. so it like comes off it definitely and, wasn't an accident <laughs> <laughs> oh wouldn't, wouldn't you know who won the pony yeah wouldn't you know whose shirt gets pulled off yeah <laughs> definitely not the ref yeah, yeah it's not Paul, Polly's. <laughs> Polly's not out there you know getting his uh, shirt getting his shirt ripped off well, what's what's it, it was the one of the Heyman hustle the the Heyman hotties that he always put on twitter that made me unfollow him all these fucking yeah <laughs> Hey, dude, just cut promos on here, man. There's yeah. there's other places I could get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to mix my the peanut butter and the and the chocolate at the same time. Oh, know? hey, Paul Heyman tweeted titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Candido wins this match concussing one Lance Storm. Uh, and this, again, got a three and a quarter stars, which I thought pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good match. Two. Two good matches back to back. Uh, also, shout out to Atlas Security for the good uh, coat work for for. Uh, oh yeah, for, for Tammy. They the strategic got, they got out for him. The strategic coat work. Yeah, those hitters yeah. ran for. Backstage or oh, I'm sorry, we do an on camera with Joey, where he's talking about the disgusting actions of the Dudley Boys from earlier, where there was a parking lot fight. Sickening. Uh, yeah truly yeah okay so new jack is outside and he's like he's do like, they shouldn't let uh, sorry that they shouldn't let new jack near those fans <laughs> like at no. all dude i'm God, surprised no. so so yeah so new jack is like talking mad shit to who who was he talking shit to jack victory it was jack uh, victory. jack victory no okay yeah. so he's 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 talking shit to jack victory I'm, I'm gonna beat your ass tonight and then he's like actually we ain't gotta wait we can do this right now and and they're like trying to square everyone each other, and there's fans all over the place because they did it right by the fucking uh, yeah. right by the line, and and Bubba Ray Dudley gets out of a car and just fucking sprints at him, uh, like he's been chased by somebody. Car? <laughs> they it was it was insane. It was New Jack got jumped by a Carnage. bunch of fucking Jerry Sags looking motherfuckers. In <laughs> yeah, just a ton of them. So they beat the sh the the dog shit out of New Jack, right? And. I, I guess it is disgusting. They jumped a man, but it's New Jack. Well, and it took yeah. four of them. Like the, and I don't know that New Jack thought this was an angle. He might have just thought he was out there, you know. <laughs> and it, like, it, it took, it took Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney to come save New Jack at the, at that point. Listen, yeah. RIP, RIP to Balls. I just, <laughs> I saw Jackass too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. I just love the names in ECW. Big Dick Dudley, Balls Mahoney, fucking yeah. yeah. Uh, Axel like and Axel and Ian Rotten. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! Wait, isn't those, Axel? Those I think Axel Rotten. matches that'll make you your stomach turn, man. Really? I, I think yeah. When when the Rottens go to go up against each other, is nasty. I gotta see some of that shit. 
I gotta did, see some of that shit. Did Axel Rotten pass away? I feel like. Listen, I would be shocked if a man named Axel Rotten was still alive, but I'll I'll, I'll take a look for you. It's very Axel Rotten. Axel Rotten has passed away. Ian Rotten still alive. So yeah, Axel well, Rotten died in 2016 at 44. Anybody want to guess how he died? I shouldn't have said that with a smile on my face. Anyone want to guess how he died? Meth. You got to guess, Dusty, or did you look? I didn't look. Um, I'm going to say amphetamines of some kind. Heroin. There it is. Uh, well, okay. So opiates. Well, we, we know balls died from complications from drug use. Goddamn. So, That's just... Well, I mean, and I, New I, J- I can't be surprised. New Jack, New Jack passed away as well. So, you know. New Jack's dead? Yeah, New, I didn't know recent, New Jack was recent, dead. Last year, right? Yeah, New Jack made it to 2020, which is an insane uh thing to think about bro the sandman's still alive you know what i yeah. mean yeah he is He's kicking it uh may 14 2021 uh new jack died i didn't know that i feel yeah. like i would have heard about that that sucks uh so it's all over my twitter feed yeah i'm, sh- I'm yeah. surprised i missed it uh so they announced <laughs> that there will be no weapons match because uh did yeah. i miss it they slam new jack's arm in the car door is that right uh, I, I can't remember. Bro. Uh, I was he came at out selling with headgear or with a head bandage. At, at, okay, um, so they might have just they might have yeah just they they cut him up pretty so bad. I, I know they yeah. I know they hit somebody with that Cadillac. So maybe they did a, the spot where they they uh, they they I, I don't remember right now. I was trying to watch today at work, but work got worky. Um, <laughs> I think they ran into him and they did the head spot on like they they. Threw him into the car door with his head, maybe. Yeah, that's in any case. New Jack is fucked up. He can't wrestle tonight. No weapons match, uh, yeah. which I think was probably done because there are six matches on this card, and most of them go. There's a couple of them that go pretty long, and I don't think a, that a weapons match between Jack Victory and New Jack is going to be better than any of these matches. So definitely, uh, and the crowd Jack will still Victory get what's at the at the end of the night. So. We go backstage with Van Dam and Sabu and Bill Alfonso for a promo. Uh, and Van, Van Dam's being such a good prick in this promo where he's talking about like the fans have already got their money's worth because they get to see Rob Van Dam and, Sab- and Sabu and Sabu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And because every time uh, Sabu starts to like get on his ass, he'll be like, No, 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 you're pretty great. Also, Sabu, you're no Rob Van Dam. Yeah, so, pretty great. so Sabu's doing the thing where he points at the he points up in the sky, right? Yeah, he's, he's pointing up in the air, and uh, Van Dam says something that that uh offends him. So he like yeah. looks down, like mad at, at Van Dam. Van, go, Van Dam goes, Oh, yeah, you too, you too. And Sabu just goes straight back up in the air, pointing at the yeah. sky. <laughs> uh, so. Great. Uh, they keep talking about how they're gonna face um Hayabusa and Hakushi, uh, and yeah, the which is <laughs> yeah, uh, Jinsei, Jinsei Shinsaki wrestled in the WWE for a little while as Hakushi, and so this is an inside joke to the fact that he's oh, Hakushi. I thought they were being racist because his name sounds like a sneeze. No. <laughs> No, uh, six to one, yeah. half a dozen the other. That yeah. is true. Yeah. That is who's, true. Who's to say? So yeah. now we get to essentially the reason why I wanted to pick this pay per view for you to watch. Um, I can recap it if you wish. However, Andrew, I would love to know any and all of your thoughts about our next match, 
Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. First of all, is Masato Tanaka dead? No, Masato Tanaka is alive. Fuck yeah, dude. For some reason, I felt like he was dead. All right. He yeah. should be. Um, okay, so we saw Mike Awesome <laughs> yeah. in, during the Vince Russo WCW era. So that's in 2000. That's two years after this, right? Yeah. He's so fucking big in this match. Yeah. He's like, he did the reverse. Uh, who was it that got fucking huge towards the end of his career that we were talking about the other day? I can't remember who it was. I mean, a lot of people, but when they went to WCW, they were just massive. Was it a Scott Steiner situation? It's probably Steiner or like uh, uh, AJ Styles. What's his name? Uh, Macho Man or like one of those oh, guys. Yeah, yeah. They got they just got bigger as well. Oh, yeah. And it, it was Scott Steiner. It was Scott Steiner because yeah. uh, Scott Steiner before he was pre pop, big <clears throat> pop of punk. But it was like later in the Steiner Brothers run. Like when he turned on Rick, he was fucking massive. Yeah. That's who it was. Found fucking the steroid Mike machine. Awesome. Yeah. Mike Awesome. You know how you look? You could like pump up Reebok shoes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody did that shit to Mike Awesome like a mother. He got the biggest, like, in terms of like like surface area. His yeah. pecs are like Mass. Iceland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh this match was fucking cool, man. It was really good. It was really yeah. good. It was Glorious fun. mullet, too. It was, oh, it, it was. It, and he did the type of mullet. Like, I don't know if I, this is my favorite type of mullet or my least favorite type of mullet. When you have the back of your hair is like combed down, you know what I mean? But the top of your hair, you still spike up. Yep. Where it's yeah. like, there's like the, the obvious line where you decided this is where I stop going down and I start going up and it's just spikes and your hair's a little bit too thin to make that look cool. You know what I mean? That's how he's got it. It's almost a Joe Dirt mullet. Uh, Joe Dirt's dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, he's, he, the suicide dive where they almost both died uh, was crazy because fucking Tanaka <laughs> yeah. like folded weird and it was they both could have died when when my Mike Austin spiked his head under the guardrail. <laughs> yeah. And then uh uh awesome Not the worst headshot he took in this match. And yeah, <laughs> he uh, awesome jumps from the top rope over the barricade into Tanaka yeah. in like the second row of the fans. Yeah. Uh I love that the ref was fast counting all night. I I I like that. Uh it doesn't feel like it it is it is manufactured drama, but it doesn't feel like as much manufactured drama as a slow count, in my opinion. Like I like bang, bang, bang. Like I think that yeah adds some heat. You know what I mean? Do you guys agree to that? With the that? the ECW the ring the mic the ring mic catches it a little bit more than some of the other organizations, but it always throws me off watching it because you hear the ref the slide, and I always think that's one. So I always oh, hear yeah. like, one, two, three, and then kick out and oh. So I'm like, what? Are I you think doing? that got me it once. It always throws me off at the beginning, but ECW's ring mic was insane. Um, so, so theirs is nuts, but yeah, yeah the, and the, they the weren't fast counts. Also, help the crowd stay hot too. Uh, I agree. Instead of the slow counts, because that takes a lot of the energy away too. Yeah, so. and and it feels like <clears throat> it feels like you know ECW was a little bit more the fast paced style of wrestling, so it like worked perfectly with the style that they were working um yeah just absolute fucking filthy headshots with the chair yep. just yeah. mike awesome just not, not giving a fuck making tanaka's forehead touches the back of his skull with yeah. chair. i wrote yeah, there's no a, there, one of my notes is nobody eats a chair like masato tanaka 
Well, because that's because yeah. nobody throws one like Mike Hoss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wrote a note that said, Awesome straight up breaks a chair over Tanaka's head. And yeah. that doesn't work. So he's like, Fine, fuck you. Running awesome bomb. And he just like runs across the ring with him on his shoulder and just like lawn darts him to the other corner for oh, a yeah. two count. And <laughs> I, I, only a two count. They, so he goes, I can't even remember what the move was where I think it was Tanaka threw awesome through the table over the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, he, that was a reverse. He did the awesome bomb back to Mike. Awesome. And right. Just through the table onto his head on concrete, like the filthiest. Yep. I, I couldn't believe he was still. And then, and then, but the, the, the thing, the thing that hurts about this is, you know, what happens with Mike awesome eventually, like, yeah, you know how his life ended, which is tragically. And like, to, yeah. to it's it's so much fun to watch these matches like this because this match was insane like this was an insane yeah. wrestling match and we haven't even got to the tornado ddt on the fucking steps you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and but just what these guys are doing to their brains man is just terrible so the the big spot in this match that i'll always remember is the one that you're talking about where Awesome is going to throw Tanaka over the top rope through this table that he set up on the floor. And uh, Tanaka wiggles out of it. And Joey Styles says, Tanaka reverses it, saving his own life, probably. And then he grabs Mike Awesome and power bombs him over the top rope through this table that's on the floor. And when I say that Mike Awesome hits the table, I mean barely hits this table. He hits the sliver of this table. He almost went straight on his head on the concrete. Uh, if I may, I'm going to repurpose a Mitch Hedberg joke and say, if that table was what someone would do if you gave him a million dollars, Mike Awesome hit the donate it to charity slice of that table. And God damn it, did he wish that he hit the keep it. <laughs> yeah, he wishes he would have hit the keep it. Keep it. <laughs> and, and that's not even the finish to this match because oh. he gets he gets back in the ring and awesome is he's clearly like he's fucked dazed yeah uh and tanaka sets up two chairs in the ring hits a tornado ddt out of the corner to mercifully put mike awesome out of his misery at 11 yeah. minutes and 49 seconds this got four stars and every they did a big feud between tanaka and awesome in 1999 when ecw was actually on uh national cable television and TNN, every, baby yeah and every single one of those matches fucking bangs like yeah, yeah. there there's not a one of them that's not great oh. in, in fact this was so good when they brought ecw back for the ecw one night stand show they booked tanaka versus mike awesome and Mike Awesome had a legit heat with a lot of the ECW guys because the way he left ECW. And the most famous story of that show, well, second most famous, I guess, uh, also involves JBL. But JBL's in the crowd, and he's just slamming beers the whole night. And he's watching this match. And Tanaka and Mike Awesome essentially have this same match on that pay-per-view and just kill each other to the point that JBL, by the end, is cheering on this match even though he's supposed to hate ecw like that's the gimmick he even he could not deny mike awesome versus tanaka as a great match listen we in yeah. in, in, in on this podcast we hate jbl for what he yeah. did to our friend the blue meanie yes and justice and also, for the blue meanie 
and for what he did to our friend Moro Ronaldo. Yep. Go fuck yourself, Bradshaw. Uh, Moro's the goat. Uh, the yep. blue meanie's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was on this show, though. I yep. do. I I talk shit about him in the in our first episode, but I I I probably proved myself wrong because I was sad that he wasn't on this show. You missed the meanie. Yeah, man. we only get the meanie dance in the in the intro. Were they? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I saw him on the intro and I was like, oh, fuck, the Blue Meanie might be on this. And he didn't come out. Was BWO done by then or were they just not on this show? Uh, no, it's done because uh, Stevie Richards is in w- uh, WCW. Yeah. By WCW. Back in with, Raven's with, flock, right? With, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's with fucking uh, Lane St- Staley over there. Yeah. In fucking... uh, but I want to do a deep dive on this show where we just watched the Tanaka Mike Awesome feud uh, from ECW because every one of these matches is insane. Really? It's, yeah. I don't think there's a bad Masato Tanaka match in ECW because his his matches with Balls Mahoney are some of the most epic ones also. Yeah. Really? Uh, I, yeah. I got to check that out because Masato Tanaka was sick in this match. He really was. Two, two dudes just hitting each other with chairs, not caring about CTE, like couldn't <laughs> give a rip. Uh, it's like it watch. Him. It's like watching uh, the the Eagles and the Redskins back in 1993. I know yeah. everybody just leaning with the, leading with the crown of their helmet and then like standing <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines going like, "Can't wait to hit my wife later." Like, yeah, Daryl <laughs> Green just running as fast as humanly possible into another dude. Yeah, uh, my head is a uh, weapon. <laughs> I also thought Pretty this is much. where Joey Styles shined as a commentator because he was able to get over. Uh, the FMW feud that these two guys had had and had a lot of history about that because this is part of the time where ECW is uh, co not co-promoting, but they have a working relationship with FMW from Japan. And that's how they yeah. get Mike Awesome and Tanaka and uh, Hayabusa and Shinsaki on this show. Cause FMW stands for frontier martial arts wrestling. Uh, and that is where deathmatch wrestling in Japan was a big deal. Uh, a guy named Onita was the guy in charge of that. And he had like all of these crazy death matches, uh, exploding barbed wire chairs and all kinds of like wild shit. Exploding barbed wire chairs. That's like a yeah. fucking wrestling deathmatch uh, mad lib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I promise it's real. Uh, I know. I believe you. And so next we go to a pre-recorded uh promo from taz and whenever joey goes uh we're gonna we're gonna throw it now to comments from taz shane douglas uh, oh great yeah, uh, yeah. he's so, not happy to hear from taz and uh, and i wouldn't be either if i if i was taz's adversary taz talks some real shit sometimes yeah uh speaking of which to taz cuts this promo under the under the um towel that he knit where he is saying he's the unrecognized FTW champion, but also he's the realest champion on pay-per-view. He calls out Austin and Goldberg and says they ain't shit. Uh, and also that he, he might've lost to Bam Bam Bigelow, but he has no excuses. And this time he's going to, you know, get his win back. So uh, hits him with the line that made Taz beat me. If you can survive, if I let you, and then we cut back to Shane beat Douglas me. And man, is he pissed. Survive. <laughs> Survive. Survive. I, I, li- you. Yeah. I like so this. So good, man. Yeah, I like this Taz. I know this was Taz's thing. Uh, I like the little like vignette promos that he does with his towel on his head. 
I wasn't it just a hoodie before? Uh, no, it was. It, it was, was always the towel. It's always the towel. Started out as a white towel, I think, and then when he started the FT, when he started getting real heat with it with the crowd, he went to the black, ta- the the ripped up towel. Okay. And with the orange, and then he started getting. And then he got the the ECW started making merch out of it with the FTW <laughs> with the FTW logo on it, even though it was unrecognized. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so. What I'm seeing is Taz introduced the FTW uh, championship at a show called It Ain't Seinfeld. <laughs> is, the, is that an ECW show? Yeah. I think it was they, just like a unpromoted, like we're going to show up and do like a house show type deal. Yeah, they would, they would, uh, they would promote the house shows with like wacky names also. So it was in New York which is why it's this ain't Seinfeld, but they had like house party 96 or uh born to be wired where they had a barbed wire death match. Like, you know, Polly's also like bash it, bash it the not beach or some stupid yeah. oh, shit. The big, like the big ass extreme bash, dude. <laughs> and that, that's just all like, it's the same thing as uh fucking Fritz von Eric doing the star Wars of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, or there's a there's a company in California now PWG, and they have wacky names for all of their yeah. uh, for all of their shows too. So, uh, yeah, he essentially Taz loses the television title to Bam Bam Bigelow at Living Dangerously, and then he wants Shane Douglas, but Douglas is hurt, uh, quote unquote, and also Duck and Taz. So Taz creates the FTW title. Uh, because he believes he's the world champion, so he's unrecognized in his time for his greatness. So he just gives himself a title belt. I'm gonna give him a pass on this "fuck the world" thing. Do, do you guys remember when when uh, Rambo said "fuck the world" in in the when the first movie he made as an old man? What is it? Yes. Was it just was it, it just was it just called Rambo? What was the one called? It was called Rambo. Oh, but the he's... one where he's doing the fit the 30 minute 50 cal shot. When yeah. somebody says like something about the world he's like fuck the world i was watching that movie when i was whenever it came out i was drunk yeah. with my friends uh, uh underage <laughs> drunk with my friends and i laughed for like five minutes i re i rewound it because it was the corniest <laughs> shit i've ever heard but i'll like i said it was 1998 i'll give taz a pass yeah I, I don't think anybody was running around saying fuck the world before taz like in pop culture i don't think i ever heard it before before i heard taz say it so yeah the ft i think the ftw thing who knows it might have been something but like taz is the first dude that i ever heard like using it in pop culture so uh there's a later the ftw title once taz becomes the the legitimate ecw champion i remember them talking about like well we built all this cachet with this ftw belt but it's not really worth anything to anybody that's not taz but for a storyline, they had Sabu win that title. And it, the nameplate had Taz's name on it because he's like, well, who's ever going to win it? It's my title. And so when Sabu won it, he would take a piece of like tape, like scotch, t- not scotch tape, <laughs> masking tape. And he would tape over Taz's name and write Sabu with a marker. Hell yeah. On it. Yeah. It's the best. It's like the yeah. UFC's BMF title. Like, they did it yeah. for one fight just so they could give it to somebody, but it doesn't mean anything and that nobody's going to defend it. And yeah, people like, are still like calling people out, calling out Mosby all like, let's put down, let's put the BMF title up. And it's like, that's not even a real thing. 
<laughs> it's not the a thing real we did dude. to sell the yeah it's not a real dude yeah that's the thing we just did to sell it to a bunch of marks who yeah. bought a million pay-per-views uh Nikki free is not a girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i kept so saying we, that the other day yeah we we get to uh our next promo which is the dudleys uh but joey styles again he has journalistic integrity uh the dudleys are a bunch of thugs so he's not going to he's not going to give them the promotion they deserve uh for their promo so we just cut to the dudleys and joel gertner uh cuts a pretty good promo while the dudleys mug behind him and then dud and then bubba ray he's very southern here i don't don't remember him being this southern. okay so this was new right yeah no no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he was he was always uh, exactly this is- like this no, he's from he's yeah. From New so York, that was dude. this gimmick at the beginning. He yeah. was he was like a southern hick, but he had a stutter, and he would uh, he, the stutter didn't last too long, but he would he would be like, "My name is," and Devon would slap him on the back, and then he would go, "A bubble right Dudley," <laughs> and then oh, he God. turns out to be from New York, uh, just yeah. some asshole from New York. Uh, but he cuts a good promo where he's talking about how you know they broke Beulah's neck, and now uh, you can give your you can give your soul to God, but your ass belongs to the Dudley boys. I like uh, that line. Yeah, and uh, then and he we said get, that the three he started making all these like comparisons to comparisons yeah. of like God, and he's like, I can't remember what they said first, but they were like, 3D is our cross." what yeah yeah Yeah. and tonight you're you get crucified for your sins or whatever right like the the, the tables or our pulpit or some shit like that (laughs) we didn't really (laughs) think this metaphor all the way through just it's jesus stuff man yeah uh then that leads right yeah that leads us to rob van dam and sabu versus uh the fmw contingent of hayabusa and Jinsei Shinsake uh, for the ECW World Tag Team Titles, and I really I remember really enjoying this match when I was younger. Um, and there's some good stuff in it to me, but it it is a little bit of slop. It 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 gets pretty sloppy. The two ECW shows I've watched, both Rob Van Dam matches, have gotten the most you fucked ups. <laughs> yeah, and I think Sabu was in the first one. I think it might be Rob Van Dam and Sabu in both of them. Or was Sabu in a match with somebody else? No, he was wrestling Taz at Barely Legal. Uh, Van Dam wrestled uh, Sabu was in a tag team. Lance Storm. Oh, okay. I mean, anybody can get the you fucked up. Jerry Lynn got it in the very first match. Yeah. 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 I Uh, I just like, I just know that uh, Van Dam got it quite a bit in Barely Legal as well. Um, I love the man. I'm not shitting on him. It just happens to be the two shows that we watched. Um, And he does a lot of like, uh, risky shit you know i was gonna say a lot of it i think has to do with he's trying to do things that are at a high difficulty uh as Sabu well too yeah like yeah. and it's gonna happen but van dam is also the double champion here he's the world television champion as well uh and the the thing that gets the you fucked up is hayabusa and van dam try to do something off the ropes early on and it just doesn't work uh the way that yeah. they want it to um there was a there's a spot where uh rvd is like i'm trying to think what happened something happens to where rvd has to change directions and he's going towards the corner and as he passes 
uh, is it Hayabusa? It was Shin- Shinzaki. Shinzaki, Shinzaki just spinning kicks him in the back of the head. And, <laughs> yeah. and RVD just falls towards the corner. These dudes, like, sh- these guys were stiff. Both of these guys were pretty stiff. Like, uh, Hayabusa genuinely punches Sh- Sabu at one point in this yeah. match. Like, he clocked him pretty good. Um, but it, it was, the- they were good. I, I like those guys. They're both really good. Yeah, uh, Hayabusa and Sabu apparently had uh, some real life beef, so maybe that had something to do with it. I've also heard that Sabu is famously, uh, quote unquote, accidentally stiff. Like he'll throw two punches and then he'll be like, "Sorry," and then he'll throw a hard one. Like, <laughs> uh, so he thinks that he potatoed you on the easy one, and then he throws a makeup punch, and that's the one that's the real punch. Yeah, uh, and then Van Dam. I think it's with Hayabusa, they're doing a thing where he ducks one of Van Damme's kicks and Van Damme switches direction and kicks him in the face with his other foot. <laughs> and it looks like he's pissed about it. And Van Damme just looks at him and like shrugs. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Monday night dog. What are you going to do? A yeah. lot uh, of Van Damme 420 signs. A lot of them. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Did you know Rob Van Damme likes smoking weed? Listen, I had a feeling. That's the but biggest I, story as the New York the New York Post will break that story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah, god. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Rob Van Dam. Uh Rob he, yeah. Van Dam caught smoking weed backstage. Yeah. Any, anybody anybody who uses uh yin yangs and peace signs smokes weed. Yeah. Uh, Dude, and uh, Rob Van Dam is a black light and poster. Yeah, Just his whole <laughs> he himself. Is a yeah. black light poster. He's the he's the real life epitome of the of the the word. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, bro. <laughs> when but I thought when this when this match clicked, it was really really good. Like the the FMW guys hit a uh, acai. Uh, oh, there's an acai moonsault to the floor by Hayabusa that looked really good. Uh, they do a senton splash flying knee moonsault combo onto uh i think onto van dam that also looked good like when they could get their their stuff together both of these teams really showed uh in my opinion yeah i thought hayabusa uh, and shinzaki had really good tag team moves i thought they really yeah good. i i thought this match would hold up like today on like an AEW show with yeah. like it would fit in perfectly i agree yeah. because they they did they they had some of the old like the wrestling fundamentals and stuff but they also had their like set pieces. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like Sabu j- jumping off of Van Damme's back to, to hit one of them in the corner. And then, um, they, there was a fucking, uh, springboard missile drop kick into the ropes that, that Shinzake hit RVD with. That was, by the way, and we talked about this recently, that was way harder than Rey Mysterio kicked Paraguayo Jr. into the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you could tell Van Damme wasn't ready for how, Dude, he kicked the shit out of him into the into the ropes there. Uh, there, there, and then we we had the uh, the four fifty splash. It was a, a power bomb. Ooh, that was to a four fifty splash. splash. Yeah, he landed that absolutely. Per- Who was it that did that? Which one? Uh, Hayabusa. Uh, Hayabusa. Yeah, because Shinzake fucking plants Van Dam with a with a power bomb, uh, and is like, "You stay yeah. there. That's <laughs> you live here now." And then Hayabusa hits him with the four fifty. Uh, then they they hit the rolling thunder. Luckily, nobody's ear was ripped off. Uh, during during the during the process of that move, probably the mask so saved Hayabusa. Yeah. Uh, 
And then it's time for Van Dam and Sabu to hit one of their double team moves uh, where Sabu puts Shinzaki in a Boston crab and Van Dam overshoots a leg drop and just lands with his whole ass, ass. on, <laughs> on, ass on head, head. Yeah. And just Shinsake is fucked. You could just tell he rolls to the to the side of the ring, and he's like, "Nah, that's it." That's is that it the me. one? Is that the one that's out of a Hurricane Rana, or is that a different one? No, I think that's a different move. Because but... because there's one where Sabu does a top rope Hurricane Rana. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember which one he does it to. Sabu oh, does and Van Dam just flies into the frame on, out of splash. nowhere. Yeah. Van Dam just splashes him from like. Wait, oh, that was the that was the frogs that was the frog splash he did where he like turned like sideways midair. It was so sick. It was great. Yeah, uh, I, then... I've always been a Van Dam fan because he's like he's built like a weird like he's almost built like. Uh, was it? Uh, it's not Ryback. Who's the guy? Uh, Dusty, you're probably not going to remember who I'm talking about. There was Rhino. It's Rhino. I would always yeah. say that uh, Rhino Rhino's built like a fat toddler, like a fat three year old. It's all thighs. Dude. Rhino's also from Battle Creek, Michigan, isn't he? He's from he, he's from Michigan. He might be billed from Detroit, but I don't. It's, know. it's he, probably a Michigan thing, man. Yeah, it's probably a Michigan thing. Uh, but yeah, just big old thighs. Yeah. On, uh, Little, little squat boy. Rhino ECW Rhino was the best Rhino man. Yeah, that's uh, he was in ECW. Yeah, yeah, that's where he came up. Ninety nine, two thousand is uh, prime Rhino time. Oh, we just missed him. Uh, uh, they they hit Hayabusa with the Van Daminator, finally, yep. and then uh, double leg drop from opposing corner. So they have one table because the other table got fucked up. Uh, when that the, table committed self murder. Really yeah, did. the one of the legs uh, gave out on it. But like, they, fuck that! <laughs> I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm out gonna of let here. Rob Van Dam's legs <laughs> smash me up. Uh, so they put uh, Hayabusa and Shinzake on one table, and then Sabu and Van Dam go to opposite corners and hit double leg drops through the table. Uh, and then Van Dam gets pushed out of the way by Sabu, and Sabu picks up the pin for his team for to retain the tag titles. At 20 minutes and 51 seconds, I was surprised this only got two stars from Meltzer, really? but I, I really enjoyed, like, again, it could be, wow. there is some sloppiness in this, but like the shit that works in this match works really well. Yeah. I think it was because I, I disagree with two stars just because I had more fun than that, but I under I think it was because a, there was the sloppiness and B it was all over the place. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if there were tags in this match really like at the beginning but towards the end it was just like both guys in the ring at the same time the whole time you yeah. know yeah, yeah they weren't really committed to the tag team part Pretty of much, it yeah that's a ecw tag match thing though yeah uh they commit to the tags early and then just by the end of the match it's eight dudes in the ring just beating the shit out of each other yeah, yeah. and it's like that's kind of like weren't we talking about it with uh we were talking about with the first ecw uh pay-per-view the barely legal one we did it start it opened with the dudley's match and uh, that one was fun as shit. And there were no tags in that match. And then we yeah. talked later on. I think it was during one of the WCW matches we did. Um, Dusty and I were talking about how. Didn't you say it was in like in Mexico? It's more of a free way of doing um, yeah. tags. Like there's not a lot of tags in the tag matches. In Mexico, it's like if you go to the floor, somebody else can jump in. You don't uh, have to tag okay. them. Okay. So. And that keeps like that keeps a lot of the action going. But like uh, Brandon said, 
this this style essentially is a precursor to the way that AEW a lot of the AEW guys wrestle now. Like oh yeah, 100%. You, you could see this style with the Lucha Brothers or the Young Bucks or any of those teams. And I would say like give I mean I'm obviously I'm saying this is the best ECW pay-per-view so check the whole thing out but like this match sometimes I'll just go back and watch this thing for fun because uh, it, yeah. it really is a lot of fun and it's so like a, it's a sprint yeah I'd say and this go ahead oh go ahead oh you're good uh, I, I, I'd say this and the awesome match are the most like go back and rewatch matches yeah. for me um, the the yeah the first the first match was great but in terms of like rewatchability, I'd say it's those two yeah yeah Absolutely. I mean, this match, I was going to say, has a little bit of everything. Like you even got, uh, I think it was Jinsuke Shinzaki doing the the tightrope walking around the around the ring into like a springboard something. Oh, yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah. The prayer walk. That was super. Yeah. Dope. I forgot about that. Yeah, AKA old school. Yeah. Hell yeah. The, yeah. The Undertaker's praying in his head while he does that. He doesn't have to show off, you know uh it is <laughs> this was a lot of fun this is most this is the most hayabusa i ever really got to see unfortunately uh hayabusa was paralyzed in the ring uh he mes- he missed a moonsault he was trying to hit and paralyzed himself i think i've seen that before like, yeah it's, I've br- seen it's people- brutal man yeah. <laughs> i think no i think i've seen not the actual well i've probably actually seen the video but the i think i've heard that story before like he was kind of a phenom, right? Yeah, and he's, he's like the biggest uh, wrestler in Japan, or like becoming in, a really big wrestler in, in FMW. He was the biggest draw they had, and he had ma- he had matches with Mike Awesome that were pretty good. But occasionally he would. I remember I bought a FMW VHS tape from Fye. Uh, whenever wrestling was really hot, they would just they would just have anything. They had Juggalo wrestling uh did the juggalo re- championship wrestling that my friend bought i have volume I bought, two yeah and i bought the <laughs> one and there's a, a match he had with mike awesome where he messed up a shooting star press and basically landed on his head but he was able to like recover in that match but this was he was trying to spring off the second rope and essentially slipped and he hit his basically the, his forehead on the mat like while he was trying to flip over and it yeah. just yeah it was yeah i don't know where i saw this in i think it was a i think it was a paper like a youtube video that i was watching that they talked about him um unfortunately he passed away um when he was 47 in 2016 about like a cerebral hemorrhage so it probably has that probably has something to do with the fact that he landed on his damn head and paralyzed himself which is terrible because i mean he was you could see on this he was a he was a fantastic wrestler like all of everybody in this ring is a like upper echelon great professional wrestler in my opinion like i'm i'm not the arbiter of that but i you know what i mean like yeah. they, they seem to be awesome uh and so that brings us to the bam bam bigelow versus taz video package which i thought was really good as a catch-up for fans like because again they're not on any sort of national television at this time so the the way that they can get you clued in the storylines if you haven't been watching television is through video packages and Polly does a great job as the narrator of these video packages and just diving into the story of why we're having this Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow match uh and of course when we come back from the video package Douglas is pissed that they bring up the fact that uh 
he says that Bam Bam injured his arm, not Taz, but uh, looks like that arm bar that Taz put him in is the reason that he's got that entire apparatus on his elbow. Listen, he's a proud man, the Shane Douglas. He's a <laughs> yeah. proud boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it might, it might, <laughs> he might be. Uh, so th- we get our semi main event, which is Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow for the FTW title. Uh, which Taz wins in 13 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, this is more of an EC- ECW style classic brawl. Um, they don't spend a lot of time in the ring. Uh, there's just a bunch of brawling on the floor uh, for most of the beginning of this match. Well, yeah, because and, they they made sure to say that uh, falls count anywhere in the building. So as soon yeah. as they say that, you know, oh, they're getting the fuck out of this ring immediately. Yeah. Like, but but it's ECW. The count, the falls. I guess technically the falls have to take place in the ring, but there's no rule that says you can't pin the dude in the concession stand. You do anything you want. It's extreme, dog. <laughs> I, I think later they they did make the stipulation ECW rules was false count anywhere. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. That's I, like, I think that was later, like late two thousand, going into like the TNN contract. That's like okay. the uh, Idel Wrestling Federation. Every championship match is an ODQ match. Yeah. Me and Paul As they should be. Yeah. Me yeah. and Paul e, We like the Sandman. We like we like we're we're not a big fan of rules, you know. Yeah, they I will give them credit. Like for all of the craziness, they do like they have clean, you know, clean finishes, ish. Like somebody's always getting pinned. There's always a pin or submission. There's no yeah. like bullshit at the end where it's like, oh, we've had a twenty minute match and now there's a disqualification or whatever. And most of the matches end in the ring, so you have all the shenanigans yeah. and all the whatever. But like in the end, somebody's getting pinned in the ring and you can count on that happening because paul ain't eric bischoff that's right we, uh, <laughs> so that's the, uh, the revisionist revisionist history after like wwe bought the all the archives from everybody they kind of spread that false narrative about east w that it's just like mud hole outlaw wrestling as Cornette likes to likes to say but uh, it really did stay within a lot of like the traditional like wrestling like tropes as far yeah. as like in the ring clean finishes and stuff and when they did do the hokey shit like the ref bumps and stuff the ref bumps actually weren't crazy like y- you don't just run into a charles robinson and he stays down for 16 minutes while fucking dudes are doing whatever bitch ass want. nick patrick fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. candy ass was yeah. flailing exactly. elbow ass uh <clears throat> Taz hits a T-bone Taz Plex when they get back in the ring through a table. Um, yep. And then the the end of this thing is more uh, Bigelow goes to powerbomb uh, Taz on the ramp and Taz reverses it into a tornado DDT replicating what happened at Living Dangerously. They go through the ramp this time. And I'm surprised, Andrew, you know, that we're watching this show because I heard a young man in a southern accent chant ECW, ECW, and I didn't realize that you were in Ohio for this show. Listen, I was definitely in Ohio for this show. Yeah. The, and that, when, huh? Uh, go ahead. And when Taz and Bigelow went through the ramp, I just couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I couldn't believe there was a perfect rectangle taken out of that ramp. <laughs> Hey, what are you talking about? 
there's a big low sized hole in all of us, you know. No, you weren't. That's that's a that's a do you remember the uh Christian song? There's a God shaped hole in yeah. all of that. Is was... that what you're quoting? <laughs> yes, okay. that, that's I was like, there's no way he's quoting that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a big low shaped hole in all of us. Dude. That is that is true, and a big low shaped hole is shaped like the biggest fucking rectangle you ever seen, like the <laughs> like the goddamn Kool Aid Man fell through yeah. the ramp. Um, and it's I, just so funny that like it's well, the same thing as like is like when they rig the fucking WWE ring to fall apart when two big guys fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, at living dangerously whenever bigelow put taz through the ring like that had an air of believability to to me at the time because i was like oh that looks like that was an accident but like uh but perfect rectangle (laughs) (laughs) but you're correct in that on the ramp it's way more fake looking because it's like well how come the ramp (laughs) like if two dudes are fighting on this ramp that that's all it takes for the whole thing to collapse yeah what kind of a dog and pony act am i watching here (laughs) yeah but what are they you're you're making a cardboard ramp these guys are huge you see mike awesome but don't don't tell paul he'll because he'll try to make a cardboard ramp that is true that is true god damn it well they're already saving on not buying pads for on the side of the fucking thing they call it we don't have the aesthetic pads on the side no i don't think they're only aesthetic (laughs) just tell them it's extreme exactly (laughs) we don't need no stinking pads (laughs) Um, there's so then we get like uh, paul's also great at creating these like these moments that have uh like movie qualities almost to them so bigelow comes out of the hole first the bigelow shaped hole in all of us of course bam bam's gonna fit through it first so he comes out and he's trying to walk and shane douglas is losing his shit he's like that he crushed taz taz was on the bottom well when they he's, went through they, they were both when they were when nobody had emerged yet they're like yeah. they're dead yeah. of these guys yeah. are fucking dead 100 <laughs> they don't wake up in china yeah, yeah through the earth <laughs> and uh so the they're gonna beat Hayabusa and Shinzaki back to Japan. You know? yeah. Uh so and then the camera Hayabusa and Shinzake. <laughs> they go through the thing and Hayabusa and Shinzake run down the ramp with their fucking gear with yeah. their bags. Yeah. They're then... like trying to jump down there to get to Japan. Uh, <laughs> Towing the, the suitcase behind them on wheels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh so then, and what's a great shot is like Bigelow gets out and he's all, he's walking, he's all dazed, and Taz emerges from the ramp and they and they're shooting Bigelow like straight on, and so Taz is like behind him yeah. and pops up and then jumps up and the crowd's like fucking Taz dog and yeah. he he jumps on Bigelow's back and locks in. Uh, go ahead and give it to me, Brandon. What is uh, Taz's move? <clears throat> affectionately the Taz mission the katahashime <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you brandon and, we appreciate that yeah. <laughs> save that sound bite for uh, later <laughs> uh, throw that in and actually in my notes <laughs> <laughs> so he comes prepared uh, they say that bam bam taps at uh 13 minutes and 21 seconds 
and Douglas is like, he was reaching for the ropes. Yeah. The ropes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, the fix is in. And they play Taz's music. And Bigelow just gets the fuck out of there. And Taz hits all the corners. And he looks like a badass. And he gets the mic and basically uh, tells, tells uh, Douglas that he's next and hits his catchphrase on him. And then Douglas fucking throws one of the monitors over the side and uh he can't t- he can't take it you know he the taz beat his guy and now he's he's a sore loser shane douglas yeah well i mean and which is so surprising if you look at that guy you're like i bet that guy could take a loss pretty well yeah, yeah he he's, just looks so passive yeah <laughs> you say no to shane douglas that means no you know yeah he's <laughs> he's a, He's very, he's very respectful. Very respectful. You don't have to, if, if you fire him from a job, you don't have to walk him out with security. He'll just go. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, to, to paraphrase our, our lovely Dan Housen, he's very respectful, very douchey. That is, yeah. that is true. That's true. Uh, it's a weird dichotomy, but he's got Yeah. It. So this guy. I have three... a rant on Shane Franchise Douglas, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't want to dogpile on, on a man while he's down. You're gonna cut a Rick. You're gonna cut a Shane Douglas on Ric Flair style promo on Shane Douglas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> that gets three and three quarter stars. Um, and I, it was fun. It's a good change of pace because there's there's been a lot of solid wrestling on this show and not a lot of the like ultra violence that you would. Well, I guess the the Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome match, but like, yeah, if I'm selling you ECW and all you hear is oh it's blood and guts and all of this like most of this pay-per-view has been pretty solid wrestling yeah uh, and I'm, man, lots I'm of beer big... shots shout out to the beer man shout out <laughs> to the beer man i i'm a big taz fan i like taz oh, yeah, man they built him so well in ecw like as a killer just throwing those suplexes and uh, if you want to get over just put your name in all of your moves uh yeah the, the, the t-bone, t-bone taz mission the yeah. taz mission plex uh the taz plex listen it's hilarious uh, and his, his son looks like jimmy from south park you know but we <laughs> the dude hook makes me uncomfortable i haven't watched him wrestle yet he's pretty he good like, <laughs> yeah, I, I broke he does he looks like oh, jimmy from man. south park yeah, and, I, I see it now. And he, oh man, I get un, some like I told you. I I got Dusty asked me if we knew a girl at the bar the other day. He was like, "You know that girl?" And I was like, "Man, I don't know if we know her, but I'm getting some uncanny valley feelings from her. Like, like she's he's like, yeah, she might be a robot, dude. And that's how that's what I get from Hook. Hook, there's something going on with that fucking guy. Like he yeah. escaped from Westworld, dude. I'll use the same. Got, like, that's the what I forgot. That's right, what you right said. Right he, his face. he can pull his face off, and you can see the the inner cogs running around. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on. He makes me uncomfortable. But they, I don't know if Taz has a hand in Hook's booking, but they're booking Hook incredibly well. Like he's he's yeah. very new. And clearly he doesn't like have a, uh, he has a lot of potential, but he hasn't wrestled a ton, but they keep putting him in situations where he can just win both literally and figuratively. Like they're short matches. He gets to do a bunch of cool shit and he wins. And that is always a formula in wrestling to get a guy over. It's almost, you know, whenever you've got a really a top prospect in the UFC or whatever, you put them in fights where like 
it's a it's somewhat of a challenge but like if this dude's legit he should win this fight and it's a chance for them to kind of show up and show out like the skills that they have it's like that's sean o'malley sort, they did that yeah like that's what they did with hook because when dudes win turns out you want to watch <laughs> you're interested in what's happening with them wwe you sons of bitches i know uh, yeah. hey we're gonna sign the best wrestler in the world from the indies Straight to the mid card, M- Mateen or whatever, <laughs> Mavim or whatever his name is coming. Yeah, beer. I think I think he's out there hanging out with Lars Fredrickson or, or Lars Lars Sullivan lurking. Yeah. Just still forever, is, is he still ever lurking, in the bedroom. By the way, no, Lars Sullivan got released uh, for uh, controversial comments that I will not uh, say on the pod. So, uh, <laughs> so now we are into the promos for the main event so joey styles introduces the main event and they talk about the dudley boys hitting the 3d on tommy dreamer's girl beulah and they quote unquote break her neck and to ecw's credit i don't know what beulah wanted to do but she never appears again on ecw television like she's straight up to their credit to to ecw's credit they uh, brutally attacked a woman and she never showed up again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. To their credit, as far as the job. story, yeah. as far as the storyline goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's back three weeks later and they're like, broken neck. Nah. Nah. Fuck. She's fine. Like they wrote her off the She show. comes back with headgear. Yeah. They, they, they held with kayfabe, man, big time because they, they, were, they all lived in that area of the ECW arena and like, Sandman wouldn't go to the he would go to the freaking grocery store with like eye patches on to sell stuff midweek. Listen, best. that's that's because that's that's why he's uh he's he's that's why he's fighting for the title at the in the Idel West Wrestling Federation. And I'd like to actually <laughs> I'd like to announce the Sandman is getting his rematch. Hey, let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> the Sandman Piper 2. I don't know what the I don't know what the uh what the uh, uh, pay-per-view is going to be called yet. It is uh, the Ra- the Rowdy Arabia sequel, yeah, but this time it's even more personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give, give me a, give me a dream again. Yeah. And uh, the Sandman, he demanded his rematch. He, uh, he accosted commissioner Idell who relented. He's saying, he's saying demanded his rematch. <laughs> is it, it going to be a Sandy kilt yeah. match? It's going to be a Sandy. We're, we'll 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 bring Taz's son, and it'll be a Sandy. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Styles does not enjoy the Dudley Boys. Yeah, he. I feel like he's got a bit of a problem with him. Which with uh, you're supposed to be uh, a you're supposed to be uh, like as a commentator. You know, it's like a wartime photographer you're supposed to be nonplussed you know <laughs> who was it on commentary that oh it was it was a uh, it was a uh, uh bobby heenan where we called himself a broadcast journalist yeah because <laughs> monsoon's like what have you ever been objective he's like i'm a broadcast journalist <laughs> <laughs> this man is a known coward That's my... <laughs> uh, so our main event is the dudley boys of uh in the ring bubba ray Devon and Big Dick Dudley, but they have Sign Guy Dudley and Joel Gertner out with them as well, taking on our babyface team of the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Little Spike Dudley. Uh, babyfaces for the era, the dude who did too much acid, Tommy Dreamer, 
and the alcoholic with the kendo stick. Listen. <laughs> Your baby faces. What are you missing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I am uh I I'm so I'm such a mark for this tag team. <laughs> I love this tag team. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know much about Tommy Dreamer, but I love Spike Dudley and I love the Sandman. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Dreamer was good in this, so yeah. I'm on board. Spike Spike Dudley might be the craziest slash toughest son bitch ever to be born. <laughs> Yeah, he's he takes a lot of uh, punishment in this match that is undeserved for a guy as small as he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He feels like if if um, if Ellsworth was like had any talent and a was, chin was good. Yeah, yeah. If he had a ta- uh, if he had any talent, if he had a chin, and if he liked older women <laughs> than he currently does. Uh, so the Dudleys come out with no music, which I also think is a, a good device for them. That's like, chef's kiss, man. They're such they're such heels, they don't even get music. Nobody the Their sound music guy is the crowd's booze, Dusty. Yeah, the, the sound guy hates the Dudley boys. Well, the <laughs> so. announcer, the the announcer uh, refused to even announce them. He's like, You yeah. might notice that I'm not that I'm not announcing right now. It's because I will for the next team, but I'm not gonna announce <laughs> these guys. Yeah, uh, Bubba gets on the mic and he challenges anybody in the WWF, WCW, or in the crowd to fight if they want. And this would only escalate. Like, well, and that that crowd, yeah, that crowd uh, uh, call on. It seemed like it lasted for like three minutes of Bubba yeah. Ray Dudley just leaning in the crowd, going, "Not one of you motherfuckers!" <laughs> oh, what he want to. He wants a guy so bad to get in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to beat oh, yeah. the shit. Oh, yeah. Like the, when I say this escalates, the next year at Heat Wave '99, he he almost starts a riot. Literally, like he, <laughs> he that was their the last ring. match in ECW, wasn't it? That's was the last pay per view match they had a another they had they're on the first tv taping for ecw but that was the the last one for them but yeah because yeah that was the big one yeah the hammerstein ballroom right i don't remember where they were but they were yeah i the hammerstein is the last ecw television taping for sure but the he's like he's in the ring and he's like look at this fat motherfucker in a hawaiian shirt do you want some and he's like i guess you misunderstand me so since you won't get in the ring, I'll come out there to you. And he's like inches away from this dude's face, just begging him to swing at him because Bubba Ray Dudley so loves heat. Uh, and so after that, uh, they go to Joel Gertner, who cuts his promo uh, where he says he's harder than he's hotter than a heat wave and harder than Chinese algebra, which is uh, I don't know that you can make that joke now, but man, that joke is good. A good line and, and i i thought about this and i don't i don't necessarily like if a chinese person is like hey that's racist fine i'll put my hands up sure you know what i mean i don't think that's necessarily the worst thing to say about about those guys you know what i mean yeah. they're they, they they do have more rigor in schools it's a proven yeah. fact it's a matter of public record <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh yeah, I could see why somebody might get uncomfortable yeah. for it. Uh, I was more. Yeah. I, it sucked when they were calling Beulah their love slave, and uh, yeah. Beulah slutty. <laughs> yeah, that, and she's a. They have a blow up doll. That's recently no concussed uh, Beulah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they and then sign guy Dudley has a sign that says "Marks Fear Bubba," which I enjoyed. Yeah, that's uh, funny. Uh, sign guy then, Dudley might be the best Dudley. I'm just gonna put that on record. Okay. Okay. I like I love the I love the gimmick. I love that he's just the sign guy. Uh 
is he's better than Spike? This is my only foray into Spike Dudley. That's a Spike's close one. Good. Yeah, it's a close one. Spike's pretty great. Uh, okay. The yeah. So then, are we Devon guys over Bubba Ray? Um, no, I think I think Bubba Ray is better. Like, Bubba Ray's a more talented guy. Yeah, yeah I but, like Devon more. I yeah, think you probably want to hang out with, with Devon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Devon is Devon also is definitely great. more redeemable. Yeah, he is okay. Um, so then the baby faces all come out, and they come out with ladders. But when I say that they're out with ladders, what I mean is like from the Sandman's garage. Like oh, these dude. are. <laughs> this is my favorite walkout in the history of pro wrestling. So they yeah. walk out, and it's <laughs> the Sandman <laughs> walks out, and he's just got a he's got one beer. He cracks it and he does like his crack it like special way to crack it. Yeah. And he fucking chugs that and he goes to every corner around the ring with <laughs> where the fans are and he climbs and he chugs a beer. He drank at least three beers before he even got in the ring and he's swallowing a yeah. lot of this beer like they're spitting all over the crowd. They just yeah. keep. Yeah, yeah, that's a pre COVID world. Right two there. cigarettes during that time, too. <laughs> Smoked yeah. two cigarettes and drank at least three beers on the way to the ring. And I'm thinking about like, this is some like we talk about the jokes that you can't make and this like because uh, genuinely there's some jokes in this that you, you really they they should get in trouble for saying like I'm not saying like oh <laughs> yeah. cancel culture you know they should get in trouble for saying some of the things that they said here. You really, really couldn't have a guy shoot drink that much beer before going in and doing that liability wise. You know what I mean? Like, what if he breaks his neck and they're like, the insurance people are like, were you intoxicated at all? He's like, no, there's video of him just fucking pouring beer down his gullet. He you drank at least his BAV and it's like 90. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's always like that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the fucking Sandman. <laughs> so he, he does the thing where he bashes his forehead with the beer. And I think that's the first time he does it, it makes him bleed. Yeah. Yeah. He, he makes himself bleed. He's bleeding on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> uh consistently I love the sandman man uh so yeah and they're okay so like the wwf obviously they are a they are a, a monicum a, a bastion a shining light to professionalism within pro wrestling which is still not great but like their ladders are, they don't look like real ladders we've talked about this they're clearly made for guys to climb on for pro wrestling stunts. This legitimately looks like a ladder that you would get at Home Depot, but not one that you would get if you were trying to spend. It's the one you're trying to spend the least amount of money to get. It's it's uh, one that these like, are Werners. They're Werners. They're Werner ladders. Uh, they're, okay. painters, they're painters ladders, right? Yeah, they still got the stickers on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it looked like they bought them like their town opened the first secondhand hardware store <laughs> yeah uh but delightfully Can you imagine trying to paint a house with a, a used ecw ladder yeah <laughs> Christ, the, the spike dudley one uh, so <laughs> the small one yeah so they they have they have three ladders that are the that are the heights for each one of the guys which i also find delightful uh, that's that was a little Chef's bit, kiss, man. Yeah, that's a little bit of uh, comedy there. So 
they again we lose a little bit because this should be the sandman's inner sandman entrance that's why it goes so long andrew because he literally drinks the entire length of this song (laughs) Uh, and and inner sandman's like five and a half minutes long and it's Uh, even like even spike dudley is like climbing the corners and drinking beers and shit (laughs) and joey keeps making jokes about like he could have one probably, but if he has any more, he should be like, he should, they should cut him off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then our match starts and they started as a regular six man tag. Really? This, you know, this one, <laughs> so, uh, it's a Dudleyville street fight. And like all Dudleyville street fights, it starts in the ring, uh, with, with tags and everything they throw, but they the Bubba Ray throws Spike like straight up from the ring onto the ramp, and it looks like it kills him. That thud was nasty. Yeah, they, the sound of that thud was just like mic'd so well. The, the, the bumps, the bumps that that little motherfucker took. Yeah, <laughs> he's an insane fucker, man. Yeah. Uh, of course. Then it immediately breaks down into a brawl uh spike dudley uh who must be concussed from his ramp bump does a dive off the top of one of those rickety ass ladders to the floor on everybody uh he's and immediately nearly immediately everyone is bleeding everyone in this match yeah yeah (laughs) from the same place on their forehead too every single one of them got blood in the same exact spot Yeah. yeah Uh, there's a senton by Bubba Ray on Dreamer who's underneath the ladder. And when Dreamer takes this bump, it looks like it killed him. He's, uh, he's a, he's a wonderful, he's great at selling. I don't even think Tommy Dreamer's as good at selling at this. Like Bubba yeah. Ray's three, three forty something like that. And just straight up landed on him. Oh uh, yeah. Looks like he murdered him. Uh, I enjoyed this. They do a, a bit where, all of the Dudleys get put into the tree of woe, including uh, Joel Gertner, and they put chairs on everybody's face, and they convince the referee, who again is yeah. supposed to be the the impartial arbiter of this match, to uh, <laughs> do baseball slides. They all do a baseball slide, including the ref, into Joel Gertner's face, and all the Dudleys sell great for it. Uh, Gertner's selling is fantastic for this bump. Yeah, I. Uh, they put or i'm sorry uh big dick dudley hits the choke bomb on tommy dreamer onto a ladder andrew did you happen to catch the name of big dick dudley's finisher was that the no no i did not it's called the total penetration fuck (laughs) yeah of course it is i don't i don't think i like big big dick dudley but i get it that's that's one another one of those like it was the times yeah (laughs) yeah big dick dudley's great character but like he's smaller than bubba ray (laughs) and to be the monster of the three is kind of weird Uh, and then I thought the end, oh, the they do a part where Dreamer hits the Dreamer driver onto Devon. And the Tommy Dreamer's whole thing was he was called the innovator of violence. So he's supposed to be coming up with all of these innovative moves uh, that no one had seen. And, Tom, and uh, Joey Styles tells him, oh, you, if you've never seen that move, don't worry. You'll see it again on Monday night. When all actuality, Dreamer stole that move from Japan. So... 
it's uh, again, there's no Japanese, there's not a lot of Japanese tape trading then. And Dreamer is probably the first guy to hit an Emerald Fusion uh, in North America at that time. So it's just a little funny that he's, he's like, uh, WWE is going to steal that move from him. Well, Tommy Dreamer stole it from Masawa, <laughs> probably. So uh, the end of this match actually kind of ran up quick on me. Uh, Dreamer reverses a slam by Bubba and hits a DDT onto the ladder for the win in 14 minutes and 26 seconds. And I thought it didn't really have like a big, uh, like a big climax, a big Dick Dudley joke aside for the Fuck finish. Yeah, dude. Match. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah. That, you saw Frankensander. Frankensander is pretty sick. <laughs> it's true. I would, that you couldn't pay me enough money to let the <laughs> same man do a Frankensteiner on me. I'm counting the, I'm counting the free. beers while while he's doing it. I know you're going to ask me to take a Frankensander <laughs> from a guy who drank three and a half beers and concussed himself on the way to the ring. He does like I don't yeah. I don't know if he does this. Yeah, hell yeah, Vince three and a half like, beers. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> three and a half beers I've seen. There's a it's a Schrodinger's cat situation. And well, with how with how much that blood was running down his face, his blood was thin. So he was on he he was on some stuff probably when he walked out there. But did he always? Because I noticed when he did the Frankensander, he like grabbed the guy's shirt and like pulled him around. Oh yeah, I don't, was that I don't, what made it different? No, it's just uh, he's trying to get balance. I, like legitimately, I think uh, the Sandman not known for his watch athletic your mouth feet. watch your mouth <laughs> uh they also changed it from the frankenstein the, dusty the frankenstein yeah. no he just wore zubaz pants that doesn't make you a surfer no, no I in eastern championship wrestling he was a surfer he came with the surfboard man dude he was oh a... yeah that's right bret hart rode a horse that made him a cowboy he was a couch hey, surfer i was trying the to make there... stampede is there a euphemism for somebody who who has a lot of sex that ends in in surfer? No, because I, I, I was I, probably not. Because the band, say. the butthole surfers. Yeah, I'm gonna get they, in trouble if I, yeah, yeah. if I if I if I start pitching names for that. That's just gonna be me getting in yeah, trouble. Yeah, that's why I went with pouch couch surfer because he seems like yeah. somebody who's who slept on a lot of couches in his life. But um, I can confirm that he built the scaffold for the ECW scaffold match that they had at the ECW arena and apparently uh, christened it uh, as you are suggesting. Hell yeah, dude. That's the, <laughs> that's the Sandman I know, bro. Yeah. Uh, without is that, the, is that the same scaffold that uh, New Jack threw Vic Grimes off of? No, that was in XPW, but this was the Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Lee scaffold. And uh, Tommy oh, Dreamer didn't. Okay. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer didn't know till after that the Sandman's bare ass had been on that scaffold that he was now uh, wrestling on. Hell yeah, Sandman. Yeah, he so puts, he you puts you to hear, sleep. He puts yeah. you right to sleep. You know what I mean? He, That's what I heard. Uh, he also just hear Sandman's voice telling Dreamer that, "Hey, dude, I was up there, butt ass Nicky. Is that how he talks? <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard him talk. He should never yeah. talk. He uh, <laughs> he also. <laughs> Change the name of the Frankensteiner to the Heineken Rana later Fuck on. Yeah, dude. So. I fucking love this guy, man. <laughs> He's the best. The Heineken Rana. That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, that's this main event gets two, uh, two and a quarter stars, which is 
probably in line with what it deserves. It's a lot of fun, (laughs) but it's, uh, it is, it is your ECW as advertised main event. Like I love that that was the main event. Like there was a, there was a good wrestling match for the title (laughs) and it was the co-main event to the Dudley boys versus Sandman and Spike Dudley and Tommy dreamer. You know what I mean? Uh, And then, so immediately after the match, Jack victory comes out and hits dreamer with a guitar that apparently is filled with baby powder and cocaine. Uh, Cause it just Much the ex- same as double J's is. Yeah. It just Dude, explodes. Double J's is filled with talent. Get, watch your mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah why did they do that? Because that doesn't even make, I guess it looks, it doesn't look that cool. Like, I don't for, know. yeah, it's just for the visual effect. Yeah. yeah. Like they also powdered that a, shit to blind your enemy. It's a twofold attack. <laughs> The two pronged attack. The enemy, the enemy's clothes are all deteriorating. Yeah, <laughs> they smell like detergent, like cheap ass detergent. Uh, New Jack, of course. Now he hits the ring because this is New Jack's time to shine. Uh, New Jack, not uh, never gonna have a five star match with you, but he will beat the shit out of you with normal objects. Uh, he he returns to the ring and he just beats the hell out of all the heels. Everybody lines up. And he's got a uh, cart full of weapons and he hits Jack victory with another guitar. Then he puts us, is it a stop sign? He puts yeah. over Bubba Ray Dudley's uh, balls and hits him with a golf club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> After like, like swinging the golf club around, like he's playing golf in the ring for a second. This guy could have wrestled the whole, the whole storyline is that new Jack is too hurt to wrestle. He comes out, He's got the bandage on his forehead. He immediately just takes it off himself and throws it to the side. Yeah. <laughs> he probably forgot wrestle. he was probably forgot he wasn't supposed to wrestle. That is true. He's yeah. hanging out with Mustafa Ali smoking freaking like brick dust. <laughs> oh yeah. With, uh, and then of course the end shot is they pose Sandman on the biggest ladder, Tommy dreamer next to him. Uh, New Jack has confiscated Spike Dudley's tiny ladder. And he's standing on that ladder, and then Spike Dudley's uh, running around it. I wonder, do you think this is gimmick infringement? Because he's running around a little bit like, uh, like a Rick Steiner. Listen, most of the time, I would say either parallel thinking or, you know, it's it's it, it, he, this person doesn't own. You can't patent running in a circle, but this yeah. is fucking Rick Steiner. Yeah, you don't touch that shit. That's no, like selling that's- it, saying if you smell what I'm, you know, cooking. You know what yeah. I mean? Or what it would you, even if you smell what I'm smoking, like anything tangentially related to what the Smelling, goat does. Right. You don't touch what the goat does. Be, you know what I mean? Be like somebody else coming out trying to say it's true. It's damn true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking it's, about in talking about the three eyes, you know, the integrity. Turning. Yeah. In, intelligence. Intelligence. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's so you 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 just forget the third one. Why like I, I like you, Spike. You know, watch your mouth, <laughs> watch your help feet. With, you don't you don't do help what me he with does. Sail. Help me, help me with the snail. <laughs> uh, so that does it for ECW Heat Wave nineteen ninety eight, a show I have watched many times, and a show that I had a hell of a time watching again. Uh, yeah, definitely fun. gonna watch this one again just for fun. Really. That's yeah. that's that's and that's that's a mark of a good wrestling show. Like, even oh, yeah. if 
this i mean even if this hadn't had the the high marks it did from like Meltzer or somebody like that like if you're going to go back and watch it again it's a it's a it's an effective wrestling show and i think ecw in terms of rewatchability ecw is pretty high up there i think yeah. um because there was just so many crazy things that happen you'll forget certain crazy things that happen and it was such a vibe like it was a vibe of like a bunch of dudes that i don't want to hang out with but like uh in 98 you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like it 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 was it was a trapped concert sometimes but it was also like a bunch of like-minded people who were like hot the heat dog the heat yeah. the heat wave of uh <laughs> yeah. of it all so it's actually interesting to think about. So the the biggest crowd ECW ever drew was only 6,000 people uh, for the Anarchy Rules with a Z pay-per-view the next year in 1999. Stop putting Zs um, at the end of things, man. You can't get back in time and yell it at them, you know? It's 1999. Uh, the highest buy rate they ever had was 99,000. Uh, for the Heat Wave 99 pay-per-view right before they went to TNN, uh, the national deal they got. This did 70,000 buys. But at the time, like they were considered the third. It's a it's a far in all, I guess, like in all realistic measures, that's a far drop from at this point, WCW's number two to ECW that's number three. But the influence of ECW is uh, almost immeasurable because they'll both of the major companies will try to discount the fact that they were just aping a bunch of this shit that ECW did. They wished WCW wished they could get 6,000 people as hot for any of the shit they were doing as the people in Chicago were for anarchy rules or the 4,400 people that were for this, this crowd was with everything they did. Like, and, that's what we were talking no about. With, that's what we were talking about with NXT and WCCW. Like, this, a lot of times the smallest room, rooms generate the biggest heat because like everybody's got good seats and yeah. everybody is that if you just took if you took out all the 40,000 people that are like it's easy to get distracted in the in the shitty seats like and no matter what not even in the shitty seats like in the in the a little bit far away seats like I think there's a radius around the ring of people who can possibly be 100% all into this fucking show um and that gets that heat map gets colder the wider you get you know what i mean and yeah. so like the average heat per person is is higher <laughs> in a yeah. small venue and i think that creates something uh, magic hpp you mean listen i was trying to figure this out i was <laughs> the you know i'm the math person? guy you know i'm the, the data a guy on the show i was <laughs> trying to a figure this out the ahpp yeah, average, average heat, heat per, per person. person. Yeah, AHPM, yeah. average heat per motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I there's got there's something to this small building thing. Like, if you could, and this is impossible, and it, it's it's a bad, it's almost a, it's a bad business model, and it's only good in your head. Is is if you could build a giant wrestling organization that's like AEW and only play shows to small small arenas like like this size but you'd be leaving so much money on the table that's why it's not viable like you it would it would limit how much you could pay people you would have to probably charge a lot for tickets like all that stuff so it's not viable but it would be sick like that's why NXT was so amazing is because they had 
WWE's resources and and um, reach for talent, like their ability to recruit, and they were in this little fucking building in Florida over and over again. We saw them at the Visalia Convention Center, like the same the same building that we performed in for the Bank of the Sierra Christmas party. And you guys got robbed, by the way. We did get robbed. Thank you very much. (laughs) Doing stinking rapping with the Rubik's cube. A nice guy, but Jesus Christ. Uh, But anyway, uh, we saw them there, and then we saw we saw them at the at the theater at uh, stinking um, the Citizens Bank Arena. This little tiny place, and like they were small shows. Were they were they even dark shows? Were they or did yeah, they, they were all house? Those they were house, house shows, shows, yeah. Yeah. And and they were they were hot, like and 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 it was it feels different than going to like a raw, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. That's my rant. I, I think I think small I like wrestling in small buildings. Yeah, and I oh. know that you've you've ha- you've long had the rant about uh comedians doing their specials in clubs instead of in uh, arenas. I, I think it's I think stand up comedy. Vibe. I think if I think if every comedian decided to do their stand-up shows in a in a in a club, stand-up comedy would change and be twice as good immediately. Like there's a couple guys like uh like like um I'm trying to think if there's if I can think of anybody who's better. I never saw Eddie Murphy in a in a club, or I've never seen footage of him in a club, but I'm sure he killed in clubs, but he was amazing in arenas. Like it translated well, but like uh, Kevin Hart translates pretty well to arenas. Uh, Dane Cook, what he did back in the day, translated to arenas. But like Dave Chappelle is amazing in an arena. He's fucking the 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 best I've ever seen in a club. You know what I mean? It's a it's a whole different thing, and it's because of that average heat dog. Like the people, the <laughs> there's there's more people texting in a forty thousand seat arena than there is in a five thousand seat arena. I can tell you that. You know what I mean? Per person, you know. So were you going to, you were going to talk earlier, uh, Brandon, when we were talking about this. Oh, I was just going to touch on like the small venues and stuff. GCW is kind of the, the soul bear uh, of what ECW was mm-hmm. currently GCW is, is probably taking up that mantle of being the, the biggest of the small companies and mm-hmm. they're putting on just kick-ass show after kick-ass show with amazing talent because the indies do work really well currently with allowing and, and especially like aw being a bigger company allowing their guys to go to smaller companies around around the country around the world really yeah and gcw has really been able to benefit off of that really well and they put on some really badass shows yeah i so. hear good things dusty dusty told me about uh them um a while ago um no i'm thinking of pwg i don't know if you told me about gc pwg is also really good yeah 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 um but uh ron funches stand-up comedian yeah professional wrestler yeah. also was that uh, for gcw that he did that for that was in gcw yeah he, oh that's he cool. fought tony deppin was it good uh, incredible showing by by ron good and that dastardly uh uh paul sheer yeah. dastardly be- betrayal Oh, did Sheer Dusty? Dusty knows I got problems with Paul Sheer. Uh, <laughs> I but, do too. After his betrayal of Ron Funches, <laughs> I think he's like, I think he's the epitome of uh, being a funny stand-up, but not that funny in conversation. And it's hilarious yeah. that he's like, 
he's on because I, I, I listened to one of like his more serious movie podcasts and I like his takes. Like, I don't think I'm just, this is like an unbased, like this, this is, uh, this doesn't have a lot of base in this opinion, but I feel like he's so funny as an actor and he's so unfunny conversationally that it's hilarious that he's like on all these comedy podcasts, <laughs> but he's the opposite of Bobby Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's the anti Bobby Lee. <laughs> uh so that's that he's an interesting cat but like i said he he does i think he did a i think it's with his wife that he does a movie podcast where they um they i think they went through like they watched the top 100 movies uh on some list i can't remember exactly what it was but it's it oh, it a very that's, interesting podcast. that's not his what that's uh amy nichols is her name oh it's, it's not his wife oh, i thought it was no she's wife. a um she is a, a critic and oh, okay. so they yeah yeah, so it, uh, it, I I listened to like two episodes of that it was good. Um, my podcast episode of Cats was better than theirs, but there, <laughs> but oh no, that was we. Uh, why? How did this get made? Our our Cats episode was better than theirs, but you know I digress. <laughs> so, so I have a uh, couple of things. If you can hang out, Brandon, uh, we're going to get to this day in history, August the second, nineteen ninety eight. Number one movie in america is saving private ryan yeah the, the movie that launched a thousand bad porno names never uh, <laughs> uh, that might be the most the the most influential movie of all time when it comes to porno names yeah i, I may have watched all of them <laughs> so, it is in its second weekend it made 23 million dollars um it's a huge hit, obviously, but on a budget of seventy million, which I was surprised it only cost seventy million to make. Uh, how much do you think Saving Private Ryan made? Uh, the both of just. Hmm. I mean, um, cons- are we are we taking for granted Tom Sizemore's drug budget for the movie? <laughs> uh, that that is taken out beforehand. We're talking okay. gross after Sizemore's drug money. Okay. A hundred no, two hundred and we're still getting big. No, uh, three hundred and eleven million dollars. That's a that's an you had to come original with that, Gus. I really did. I really <laughs> yeah. did. I'm, I'm listen. I'm 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 shooting for the heart. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go half a billion. Let's go five hundred. Yeah, okay. You know what? You nearly win the Price is Right game, Brandon, but you would have failed ah. the showdown. Four hundred eighty-two point three million dollars. Uh, oh, man, what it made? That's close. Which is fucking huge. I'm so, I was so Yeah, I mean, it was a massive fucking movie. Yeah. Um, also, living up to its uh, future porno movie names, uh, would any of you care to guess how long Saving Private Ryan is? Oh, isn't it like three and a half hours? It's uh, 169 minutes. <laughs> it is, in fact, 169 minutes. <laughs> Look at you us. Were, Look at us. Were, <laughs> you you were, 100 and nice minutes, baby. Yeah. Two of you on here. I got the top 10 movies in 1998. I'm actually going to say 
I'm going to say you've seen eight of these movies, Andrew. Holy shit. Quite a year. Let me and see if I can name a movie from 1998. Keep going. Uh, and for you, Brandon, I'm going to actually, even though you're a movie man, I know your taste is a little off the beaten path. So I'm going to say you've seen five of these movies. Holy shit. Only five. I'm going to, uh, yeah. That's a, uh, that is not what I expected because I haven't seen shit. So it's usually the other I, way around. Uh, so I that think, probably means right. that there's a bunch of like little big leagues and shit on there. I think, I think it's, uh, all right. Everybody keep t- tally of your own scores. Uh, Number one movie of the year, Saving Private Ryan. Seen it. I've yeah. seen that one. I All had right. to think about it, though. Uh, number two, I don't want to miss a goddamn thing. Oh, it's... don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> goddamn Arm... it, I've seen Armageddon. <laughs> I don't know what that in my head this morning. Yeah. Armageddon's on there. I've been, I've, been, I've been just kicking around the idea of singing that at one of our, uh, at one of yeah. our open mics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Number three, there's something about Mary. I'm saying I've Hair seen gel. that one. I'm yep. saying I've the seen that gel. one because I'm pretty sure I've seen it all the way through. I know I've seen a lot of it. Was uh, it the Frank or the Beans? <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Bugs Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Come on, yeah. dog. Uh, I played the video. Five, it's my main man, Bobby Boucher, Robert Boucher, <laughs> the water boy. Uh, that was 98. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. You're wrong, Coino Sanders. <laughs> uh, that is a comp that is a power bomb. Compliments to Captain Insano. <laughs> uh number six, Dr. Doolittle. Come on, uh, dog. Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. Come right? on, Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doolittle. Not the old weird ass musical Dr. Doolittle. Uh that's six. I, I'm sorry, I forgot I'm holding up yes or no uh yeah. on my audio on podcast. Four. That is six. Seven. We got rush hour course yeah yep man uh, uh what, what is the line fuck i forgot what the line is <laughs> come on lee come on lee uh, all right what funny i'll kick me <laughs> yeah. uh number number eight our other uh meteorite movie of the year deep impact i oh, haven't yeah. seen deep impact okay you <laughs> i believe that isn't that uh morgan freeman's president right yeah morgan freeman's the president I thought you were no, gonna. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought you were gonna yeah. say it was Space Cowboys. That reminds me of the great uh, movie, the, Cha- the Chappelle Show, where he's he's doing the if movies were real, he's like, we got to care for under- AIDS. <laughs> yeah, do any of you understand the things that I know? None of you could take this. Well, you, uh, America, this is Bibble. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Turns out it's Bibble for Shizzle. Uh, number nine, Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick. Godzilla. Oh, fuck yeah, I've seen the shit the out of that Godzilla. movie. Godzilla. I think yeah. that's seven for me. Yeah, that's that's seven for me also. All right, here we go. This is the one that decides it. Patch Adams. Oh, dude. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love Patch Adams. Hell yeah. I, I hey. watched it, but I did not like it. I yeah, loved it. So, so you're not counting it? <laughs> no, I won't count it. I, I, yeah. I hated that movie. All right. So where'd you end up, uh, Brandon? eight but i'm i'm calling seven because all right so i still i missed it i figured but i the the reason for uh for uh andrew here is like there's a good enough comedies slash like movies from when you were a kid that i figured you couldn't escape them you know oh yeah they're in the zeitgeist the line was man don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth yeah i'm not gonna do chris (laughs) rock i'm not gonna do chris tucker's accent 
But no, you wouldn't that, want to get in get in trouble was, like Aquafina did. That was a very uh, funny <laughs> oh, man. point. So uh number one album this week. It's intergalactic, it's planetary, it's fucking Hello Nasty by the Beastie Boys. God damn Hello Nasty's a good name by a, yeah, of, of such an a album. great video. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's that's. A, I don't, I don't know if it's as good as Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, <laughs> but Hello Nasty, but Hello Nasty is a good one. What about the Funky Headhunter, dude? Don't, <laughs> don't discount the Funky <laughs> Headhunter ever, aka Dusty's contact name in my phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the number one single this week was "The Boy Is Mine" by Brandy and Monica, of which I have very little to say. It does it is it a take on the girl is mine by uh Michael Jackson and Paul yes. McCartney? Yeah, it's a yes, it's which a is duet. also a joke that they make specifically in the movie Brown Sugar. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. I, I hold on, I gotta hear the uh, part of this song. <laughs> because the boy is mine. I think is the yeah. mine, mine. But it was a it's a big hit. Because she's mine. The hell underrated. The boy is mine. The boy is mine. Monica, the boy is mine. Monica just makes me think of uh, uh, Ja Rule in Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Monica. Monica. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll fast forward. Let me get the. Let me get the. Sorry to derail this. I gotta hear this song. Mm. What? This is very 1998. Yeah. I'm trying to skip. I'm trying to hear the, the chorus. How long do they I do got this? a fun fact for you guys. One month and six days after this show, one Mark McGuire hit his 62nd home run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting over here. I've been sitting over here trying to research. Uh, if Mark McGuire hit a home run on August 2nd, 1998, and he did not. He, no, he didn't. September he, is currently, he is currently at 45 home runs on the date of the show because I looked it up also. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't find the Sammy Sosa. Yeah, uh, that's the one I, I'm like not finding. This, later. I'm not finding the Sosa data on if whether Sosa uh, homered on. Uh, I Googled notable happenings in 1998, and uh, <laughs> that was the happiest one. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> All right. A lot of and bummers in 1998. <laughs> Finally, it's on to the name game. Oh, shit. So here we okay. go. I've got two name games, one for each of you. So you did that in a Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> one, <laughs> one for each of you. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. One for each of you. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Andrew? Yeah. Your favorite, Just Incredible, is on this show. Yep. Uh, he has not only wrestled as Just Incredible, he has wrestled as many other monikers in his career. Uh, one of these is fake. The others are real. Has Just Incredible also wrestled as the Portuguese man of war, Aldo Montoya, PJ Walker, John Matrix or Just in Time? Uh, PJ Walker's fake. PJ Walker is real. Fuck, which one's fake? <laughs> uh, do you know, it. Brandon? Where, which one is fake? Yeah. 
what was the one before just in time? There's Alda Montoya, John Matrix, just in time. I'm going John Matrix because that sounds like a Johnny Morrison thing. Uh, John Matrix is the name of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from Commando. That's his name? <laughs> yeah. John Matrix? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure John Morrison has wrestled as Johnny Matrix at it's some possible point. possible that that is. Okay, just incredible. You can't also name yourself just in time. Listen, Get- I, was, I was actually going to tell you this. I played sports when I was younger. Every yeah. kid, every fucking yeah. kid that was named yeah. Justin was either yeah. just incredible or just in time. Yeah. Every single one of them. I hate it. Yeah. Come on, just in yeah. time. <laughs> you guys hate that. That's fucking, it's his name, but it's also a yeah. commonly used phrase in the American vernacular. Uh, and now, I, Brandon, I ah. your name, your name game is for just incredible's opponent that, that very evening, Jerry Lynn. Has Jerry Lynn wrestled as? Sultan Golgotha, Jerry the Ram, Golgotha Cross, Randy Robinson. Randy Robinson just sounds easy. Golgotha the Cross just sounds right up his right up his alley because he's super super into like Jesus. I'm gonna go with Sultan Golgotha or whatever it was the first one. Sultan Golgotha. Is a real name that he's wrestled under. Randy Robinson is incorrect. That is the oh man, name. I could totally see him being a Randy Robinson though. Yeah, uh, that with is the his, name of Mickey I love yous to the crowd. Yeah. That is Mickey Rourke's character name from the wrestler, Randy uh, the Ram. I never saw that actually. Yeah, uh, I saw it. A- I don't remember shit about. It. That's like one of those movies. I saw it, but like, I I might as well not have seen it. I don't remember. I liked the always in always sunny in Philadelphia take on the wrestler with Roddy yeah. Piper. That's uh that's a good episode. The wrestler, pretty good movie, big time bummer. Uh I remember that. It was Bummer City. Yeah. Uh I can't believe Jerry Lynn wrestled as Sultan Golgotha. That's wild. Yeah, Fuck that one's yeah, tough. <laughs> and why? I mean why? Why? <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean Sabu is <laughs> yeah. billed as Arabian. Is, is, is he a yeah. white guy? Yeah. Sabu's a white guy? I look I hold on. His uncle's the Sheik. I think the Sheik is probably is, is the Sheik also like just Italian, dude. You might be right. I'm I looking it be, up. I might be way off base. I, it, it's, I I I want to say it, like he caught heat for it for at some point. For <laughs> could be very wrong though. Um, this is the world of pro wrestling we're talking about yeah also shout out to joey styles for calling it pro wrestling and not sports entertainment yeah uh (laughs) that's that was like uh, there's a lot of veiled shots at wwe and wcw here where it's like uh well the thing with the mats you know we don't have mats on the floor to protect our wrestlers uh yeah and like we call it sport they call it sports entertainment we're doing wrestling and then uh they have a guy throw powder in another dude's face (laughs) so (laughs) yeah uh i'm here i'm seeing he's like indian or like asian indian I don't know. Whatever. I saw him earlier in the show. He looked like a white guy. And there was a one guy uh, who who was also uh, 
not appropriating. He was he he had he had the the bloodline in the WCCW uh, uh, documentary. Remember that guy, Dusty, the guy in the WCCW documentary. He oh, had? Skandar Akbar. He's got the turban, and but he talks yeah. like this. Yeah, that's it threw, far, it threw me off hard. I was like, did they overdub his voice? <laughs> no, he's, oh, man. He is certainly uh doing an appropriation. Of well, something. no, is there, well, he, he's, is there he's got the, worse than like Akeem, though. Oh, no, there's nothing worse than Akeem that I've seen. <laughs> I, I've, I've, not, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen anything worse than Akeem, the African dream, but watch your, uh, watch your mouth about the, <laughs> about, <Akeem. laughs> uh, but the, uh, the the guy on WC, WCCW, uh, he has the blood line. So are you? I, I don't know. I well, I don't know. We're not the arbiters of that. Yeah. He 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 talked like an appropriator. I could tell you that. <laughs> um, you can walk like an Egyptian and talk I, like an appropriator. <laughs> I have I have some breaking news that will delight Andrew. Um, so I'm going to put it on the pod. There is there has been a struggle. For me in my personal life, uh, I bought tickets in 2020 to see Rage Against the Machine <laughs> reunite and play Coachella. And I bought a oh, second no. ticket to see them play in Oakland a days before Coachella was supposed to happen. Then uh, COVID hits and they reschedule everything. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> big time. It's the 19th one. Then uh, the funniest thing happened. So I cashed in my, I got a refund for my Coachella ticket, but I held on to this other Rage Against the Machine show because they are my favorite band of all time. I need to see them perform live. They're performing with Run the Jewels, who I also love. Uh, Then it has subsequently been rescheduled multiple times. Yep. Uh, I was, it was supposed to be in April of this year. They postponed it last year. Uh, well, it was supposed to be last year and then this year. Uh, hey, oh, yeah. April of 2022. I forgot. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they postponed it again. They have just announced the rescheduled dates. So. Oh. Hey, good. Yeah. Um, on March the 5th, I will be seeing Rage Against the Machine in Oakland, California. Oh, in 2023 go. oh. god damn it oh <laughs> man bro they, are they is tom morello still gonna be alive by they're then? gonna be age of the age against the machine <laughs> they're gonna uh, be for the machine by the time it, it turn it comes back around tom morello is 57 years old <laughs> oh god the tour starts july 9th of this year hey can, can you tweet? Can you tweet about this so I can quote tweet it and say they're going to be age against the machine by then? I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go. Thank ahead you. I appreciate that. Um, so anyway, I know that has nothing to do with wrestling. That's just the podcast. Uh, hey, hey, Brandon. So, so the the last time that Rage Against the Machine played live uh, was at right now. You're gonna do it right now at the Los Angeles Coliseum with a hundred thousand people. Um. I'll get the I'll get, I'll get it was in 2011 <laughs> and oh my god uh I was there <laughs> so I was at Dusty's favorite band's last show is a July yeah. 30th 2011 is a great day it's a great day and uh I can connect he, to that he did miss Lauren I, Hill uh, I was at I the last ever XFL show <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> the, the <million> dollar <laughs> championship 
uh, at the Coliseum and watched it almost burn down. That yeah, well the 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 Rage fans almost burned the Coliseum down too. Uh, yeah. One one last thing that's sick though. I, I wish I would have went to an XFL game. One last thing that we should probably mention real quick. Did you guys see the WrestleMania rumor? Uh, I saw your tweet about it that there's a possible. There's no way. So if you want to break the news, that's fine. But I don't want you to get your little hopes up because it ain't gonna happen. Uh, they're already up. If this doesn't happen, I'm 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 quitting the podcast. <laughs> uh, so the did you did you hear opponent? No. The the so the WWE. Yeah. Is has has kicked the tires on the idea of at WrestleMania this year, which is I guess in two months ish. Yeah. April doing uh april of this year so i will not have seen step on my please i know you will not have seen rage (laughs) till that (laughs) they're they're thinking about doing stone cold steve austin versus kevin owens look listen i want it bad yeah that would be great will stone cold get cleared for this probably not (laughs) (laughs) If if he's if he's somehow in the many many years since he's had three spinal fusion surgeries, he, he broke his neck like forty years ago. <laughs> yeah, be able to get cleared. If there's a dude you want him to have that match with, it's probably Owens. That would be great. Uh, but, yeah, because Owens can take care of him pretty well. Yeah, but he's he had, he didn't come back for the match against Goldberg. He didn't come back for the match against Hogan. Well, yeah, it's because it's Goldberg. Back. Well, yeah, Goldberg and Hogan are in it for themselves. Stone Cold to be coming out of it with another neck surgery yeah, on either I, one of those. But I, one of the boys too. He'll be stoked to put an active guy over. Oh but yeah, Goldberg. I'd be. Oh no, uh, there's oh, no would. way Kevin Owens beats Austin if they do this match. Yeah, oh yeah, that's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. Especially <laughs> in the WWE, they don't they don't yeah. do that unless Austin literally insisted, which he might. It would be great, but they they don't give a shit about Kevin Owens. They're not pushing kevin owens they really don't man they'd have him beat stone cold steve austin and then push him right back to the mid card i know he loses to I, was, Elias. I was so hopeful yeah. to see kevin owens maybe go to aew yeah, yeah. i mean but yeah. he gets i mean he gets big tv time every week he's got two to three segments and he you know? i'm sure he had a choice you know what i mean yeah. like i'm, I'm sure oh, I, i'm sure i'm sure is paying him more but i'm sure like i'm sure he's not it I would be surprised if he was miserable there, given the opportunity he probably could have had at the other place. But the other place would have probably buried yeah. him too. Like, yeah. the, and not not saying that AEW does bad booking. I, I'm saying there's there's so many people. They're gonna have three Stooges syndrome at the top, where like everybody's trying to get in at once, so nobody can get in. You know, so yeah, uh, you can't. And it's not like they're gonna take Owens in, and then they're immediately gonna put him over like Danielson and Punk and like all these and all these guys. So like, yeah, it's it sucks. I wish Owens. I hope I, I I I'm glad he won the universal title at one point, but I wish he would be uh like get a real I bet he does again in his career at some point get a good push. But same with Sami Zayn. Him, I, him and Zayn even more so probably with Sami Zayn, right? Yeah, like Zane. if they could if they could figure out a way to get like uh Sami Zayn as El Generico again, uh so, like he was in Ring of Honor, and then him and Kevin Owens could have a, a kick ass feud like they did back in the day. That would be awesome. Yeah, and they 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 even did they did that feud in WWE too, and it was good, right? Wasn't it like they did it like early on when they were both like kind of newish in the company? 
Yeah, I always feel like whenever they don't have uh, something concrete for one of them to do, they just put the two, they either put the two of them together as a team or they have them feud, which I'm fine with because they're they're talented and I like seeing them. But I Zane could, especially since he's found the way to be like a really like swarmy, hateable heel, like he could be a top guy, yeah. uh, and hold hold a title for yeah. a long time and be a guy that you want to see get beat up real bad so i love that fidel castro gimmick he was doing for a while <laughs> yeah uh sammy zane the conspiracy theorist has a lot of legs to it uh but yeah if austin wants to come back and he feels healthy and he feels safe to do it of course that'd be fucking tremendous especially against, against owens that's a dream match for kevin owens i'm sure uh and i'm just just worried steve austin what's steve about he's 60 years old probably and oh he's yeah a, he's, he's probably, a he's a i'm every bit of goddamn 60 years old but i'll yeah. still beat some fucking ass if, if he's 60 you know, roof he's, would literally come off whatever building they have that in yeah. when that glass breaks they're also doing buy one get one free wrestlemania tickets right now so i don't know that in dallas because they're doing two nights so i don't know that in dallas it's in dallas yeah, I'll go Texas... fuck yourself. It's got to <laughs> yeah. be the rattlesnake. You got to get the rattlesnake. Yeah. He's gonna show up for sure. Who, who yeah. else you gonna get from Texas? Shawn Michaels, yeah. the goddamn heartbreak kid. Undertaker, the Undertaker. Yeah. Goddamn. goddamn, Kane's I not from it, but he'll come. Oh, Jeff Jarrett from Tennessee, but he might as well be from Texas. Bring him out. Yeah, I told you He's not to piss me off. <laughs> no. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna have Austin to sell Aries? your I'm gonna have to sell your goddamn stadium out. Yeah, you little slap nuts. I'm coming down and I'm hitting everybody with a guitar. Uh, he's Double also J. doing great work in GCW. By the way, we should really we should, is. We should review a GCW show. Do we have Jeff access Jer- to that? Yeah, you just you have to order it. You order it on like Fight TV. Has Double J Jeff Jarrett wrestled yet? Yeah, he wrestles. Uh, he wrestled a guy named Effie. Uh, e F F Y. And one of the shows, but they're they're gonna go back on that match. They're having the, they're probably doing the, he came out in a duster and a like sick cowboy hat. Man. I saw he, that he looks he looked cool. He really did. Yeah, he, looked he looks cool. like Ed Harris. And I believe from he had West a sick mullet going. He does. He does look yeah. like Ed Harris from Ed Harris from Westworld. He's uh okay. So the the rattlesnake's fifty seven. Yeah, but that's a rough fifty seven. Listen, it it's not as rough as like Undertaker, and they rode his ass forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Double J Jeff Jarrett's 54. Yep. Um, so I mean they're getting up there. I don't think they should come back for full runs, you know what I mean? But the rattlesnake, I think I think the rattlesnake could work one more match. It's way different than like Dustin Goldberg off twice a year to go to Saudi Arabia or whatever. Like if Austin comes back, it's special because he hasn't come back. Like because he's been gone for so long. And him and him and Owens on the mics doing promos against yeah. each other. Forget it, dude. That that fills that stadium. I I, I wonder if yeah, they probably they won't do it. You're right because they won't do it as like a surprise. They're oh no, they gotta build it. They and they gotta yeah, they gotta let everybody everybody know. So maybe at what's it? Backlash is coming up. No, they only have the Saudi show as like oh, a special no. event. That's on Saturday. That's the but only. I, that's the only one before WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a. That's not a, a pay per view in March. The long build. The long build, my guy. There's not so, a premium event. What are they calling? <laughs> not till then. Premium nope. live event. 
no premium live events till then i bet if i were booking it which uh, i'm not saying that i am but if i were uh you get austin on the show either as a uh you know steve austin appreciation night or he's the special guest gm one week you announce it a couple weeks ahead of time he puts owens in a match where owens can maybe if owens wins he gets a title opportunity at the at wrestlemania or whatever then he loses then he's pissed at austin he fucking you know beats austin up gives him whatever austin's comfortable taking as far as a bump and that sets it off then you've got if your if i may yeah a stunner versus stunner match yeah maybe won by a stunner maybe yeah. he gives him a stunner because i was like oh he hits him with the power bomb on the apron but i don't want to see steve austin get power bombed on the apron <laughs> no you, way you're trying to kill yeah. him man. if you haven't no, noticed the fucking, hardest part of the ring dude. he could totally take the, he could take the cannonball in the corner what is that yeah. called yeah. is that the what, cannonball? cannonball yeah fuck yeah look at me I shouldn't ask what it's what it's called. It should just he can do his his uh, half ass kicks in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Stone Cold could still whoop some fucking ass <laughs> yeah. at, at fifty seven years old. Man. Yeah, and he'll cut a he'll and he'll cut some, a hell of a promo. Some bears. Yeah, he, uh, like ten years ago, they were asking him like uh, for a video game or something. He was he was one of the special characters in a game. And CM Punk was on the cover, and they're like, "So who wins between you and uh, CM Punk?" And they started cutting a little promo against each other, Punk and Austin. And Austin like started getting heated, like he started dropping into the the rattlesnake. Yeah. He's like, "Look, son, I'll whip your ass six ways from Sunday." What <laughs> like? And you hear, you hear, <laughs> you doesn't hear you little mealy mouth son of a bitch. You call yourself yeah. the best in the goddamn world. I'll show you what the best in the goddamn world is. You yeah. see, uh, you see, you just hear J- uh, J- Jr. Like backstage, fuck God! When he, when he starts getting on, <laughs> it's the rattlesnake. Well, he was the it's he the was rattlesnake. The, like, <laughs> he was the the announce. He was like the moderator for this thing. It's, it's yeah. On I YouTube. think I've it's seen. I think yeah. I think I have actually seen that. And you just yeah. see him like Austin starting to puff up a little bit. And Punk, I've I've heard him say like, you know, afterwards he was like, "Let's fucking go, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> if we're gonna do Austin it." Austin said Austin was doing that, or Punk said that. No, Punk afterwards was like, dude, let's if we're doing a match, let's fucking do let's do oh, a like a match. I thought you were saying yeah. like step to him. I'm like, you're no, Austin Steve was get, Austin. Steve Austin was getting like puffed, <laughs> was getting puffed up because his blood starts going and he cuts, he gets right back into rattlesnake promo mode. Listen, you know, it's the, the man was born to do a few things. Yeah. And we know what a lot of be. those are. One of them was be the rattlesnake. <laughs> God damn. If you guys, you guys watched, uh, Stone Cold ET. Oh, yes. Stone Cold ET is like I hate those uh those uh pranks when they prank the guys in the in the drive in the drive through. Right. Uh, but Stone Cold ET is the mo- the only acceptable one. Yeah. I would have laughed yeah. my ass off if Stone Cold <laughs> ET was in because it's it's the 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 craziest mash em up of all time. Yeah, well, just, you know, they're both bald. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, true. All right, calling it. We want to thank Brandon for dropping in. Uh, hope you had a hope you had a most enjoyable time, Brandon, uh, running back some ECW with us. Absolutely, ECW best number one wrestling promotion <laughs> in the world ever. Isn't hey. isn't the number one not bullshit guy? 
Thank you, Fedor Emilianenko. We appreciate <laughs> you for you. joining us. I am Anatoly uh, Emilianenko. Fedor <laughs> is pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like Brent, like uh, Andrew said, we're gonna <laughs> gonna say like Brandon said, Fedor's. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Brandon. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's all Andrew. On me. Like Andrew I'll take said, the heat on that uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll drop everybody's socials in the episode. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a good time listening to this one. Next week, we are jumping into WCW for the best of what you got, part two, where we look at the best uh, wrestling pay per views from each of the three major promotions in North America. Uh, and we're doing Spring Stampede 1994. Okay, so 94. Let me think. I, who, who do we have? So the the outsiders haven't jumped over yet. No, nope. the, there's uh, nay nay and NWO to be found, my friend. Is Macho Man there? Nope. He was in he was in WWF. Still in WWF. Um, is Double J Jeff Jarrett there? No. Nope. That was pre Jeff Jarrett. Huh? That's pre Jeff Jarrett. Um, are any of the hits there? I'm thinking. I'm I know I'm missing somebody. You got the Nature Boy. The uh, Nature Boy. <laughs> Brian Greasy. Do you Brian want me to? Do you want me to run down uh, what you're what you're looking at here? Yeah. All right. So Spring Stampede, 1994. We've got Johnny B. Bad taking on Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, okay. Lord Steven Regal, the greatest <laughs> the greatest wrestler of all time. No, oh, I love him. Uh, taking on Brian Pillman. Okay. Be fun. Yeah. Uh, your boys, the Nasty Boys. Fucking that is. That is Rocco Rock. And that is Jerry Sags. You are half right. That is Rocco Rock. <laughs> and that is Johnny Crunch. You are 0% that right. That is Jerry Sags. <laughs> Fuck. And that is uh, that is uh, Brian Nobbs. Yeah, there you go. Man, I, I thought I had this figured out. Back to the drawing yep. board, I guess. Uh, they're taking on Cactus Jack and Max Payne with two X's for the WCW tag team titles in a Chicago street fight. Uh, we have a pre Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on the Great Muda for the U.S. title. Oh, sick. Okay. Uh, Stang versus <laughs> Rick Lee. <laughs> yeah. This, this for- is Surfer Sting, though, right? Yeah, the surface thing. Uh, versus Ravishing Rick Rude for the WCW International World Title. Former World Class Championship Wrestling Champion. Rick yes. Uh, oh wait, no. Cal- was he was he the NWA champion that they didn't recognize? No, he was the WCCW champion. Fuck. See, I always correct myself. <laughs> Uh, cutting that bunk, out. You get to see Bunkhouse Buck, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, I do get. To, I'm I'm stoked to see Bunkhouse Buck with Colonel Robert Parker taking on the natural Dustin Rose in a bunkhouse match. <laughs> it's a bunkhouse. Match. It's a bunkhouse match. Uh, you said the Colonel, what's his name? The Cur- Robert Parker. He was, he is the old guy in our first WCW match. Yeah. I he's mean, the guy uh, who fought Medusa. He fought Medusa. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big van Vader with Harley race taking on the boss, big boss man in his new gimmick. Okay, yeah. so th- this is uh, uh, is this good Vader or is this, this still is good? This is pretty good Vader, Vader. pretty this good Vader, Vader. Okay. yeah. Uh, and in our main event, Rick Flair is taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat 
for the WCW World Heavyweight Title. This might be my first Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what you think. So okay. that is Spring Stampede 1994. Uh, we could have also picked Great American Bash 1989. I will explain why we did not pick that next week. Uh, but for now, we are going oh, to shit. go with Spring Stampede 94. So yeah. Time? So uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I think uh, I think we've got. I I I love that we're going back outside of the is this bischoff era bischoff is still around yeah uh but it's 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 not like nwo era at least um right i want to see good wcw i have such a bad taste in my mouth that i've never seen good wcw so um i'm excited i've seen good wcw matches of course especially with the cruiserweights that they had but i've never seen actually like a good show (laughs) (laughs) pretty good show pretty good show so uh, again, we will be back next week because kayfabe may be dead, but we are alive watching Spring Stampede 1994. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.